Just shut up. Hey, why aren't you and any of your stupid friends wearing your fucking masks like you're supposed to? Because we're social differencing. It's distancing, you fucking moron. And you're supposed to be at least six feet apart, unless you're wearing a mask. Then you could do whatever you want. Uh, wrong. I heard that masks don't do anything. Yeah? Well, I heard that masks do something. Oh, yeah? Well, I read that coronavirus is going to be like HIV and it'll never go away. Oh, yeah? Well, I read that we're supposed to get a vaccine or a cure as early as this summer. I read that we're never going to get a vaccine and that masks and social distancing will be a part of our lives for the next 200 years. Oh, yeah? Well, I read that coronavirus is going to completely die off in the summer months when it's warmer. Oh yeah, well I read that temperature has no effect on coronavirus. Well I read that eventually 80 to 90% of us are going to get coronavirus anyways, no matter what we do. Then we could have herd mutiny. Oh yeah, well I read if we all stay home, destroy the economy, and ruin our lives, my 99-year-old grandma will live to be 99 and a half. Yeah, okay. Well I read that staying at home and staying safe is helping to flatten the curve. I read that in an article. I read an article that said staying at home or not staying at home, the number of new infections and deaths have been exactly the same. Well, what does it matter? They said that if you get coronavirus, you could still get it again, up to 10 times. Wrong. I read on Facebook that if you get it, then you've got antibodies and you can't get it again. Unless it mutates in the fall into either two or 200 strains. They're not sure which yet. Wrong. I heard up to 2,000 strains. Wrong. Also, if people leave their homes, then new coronaviruses are created. And not just in the Chinese wet markets. In my wet pants. Oh, yeah? Well, I read that the majority of people getting sick are the ones staying home. Oh, yeah? Well, I read that staying home doesn't necessarily make you safer because the more you're at home, the more susceptible you are to the virus. You know, because you're not building up a tolerance. Yeah, that's what I just said. Huh. Hey, we're on the same page. That's pretty cool. We agree with something. Hashtag alone together. Hashtag in this together. Hashtag alone apart together. Hashtag time's up. Hashtag we got this. Hashtag stay inside, stay alive. Hashtag forever at home. Hashtag no job, no prob. Hashtag think about grandma. everybody to cancel this podcast uh you just saw us the other day but apparently enough happened that we have enough content for a whole new show i guess, I guess that's yeah, the way some, the, the world that works. happened so i'm riv he's john obviously we're going to bring you the show tonight and we're going to talk about all sorts of crazy shit going on in the world uh of course be sure to subscribe follow us if you're not following us already if you just happen to be wandering by and you see this on facebook click like uh we really appreciate that as well we've got a lot of new uh, supporters, so hopefully you guys enjoy what you see, and uh, feel free to support. 
yeah, you know, feel free to support us on Patreon and PayPal and everything else because none of this shit is free. And I'm pretty sure John and I have actually spent a lot more real life money than we wanted to on getting things going. Exactly. So podcasting is not not a cheap hobby. Yeah, no, it's not. It's never been like in all the years that I've done it. I mean, it's it's a pretty heavy build of foot. You've got to pay for you know, hosting, you've got to pay for infrastructure, you've got to pay for getting it up on, like, iTunes. Just the equipment. The equipment alone running a couple hundred bucks. The Yeti microphone. I bought it when it was, like, a brand new thing. It was a $150 microphone yeah. at that time. I think now you get it. I, I think it's still, like, $89. It's, it's not a cheap, I mean, it's not a cheap microphone. Um, you know, and, and I love it, except for the fact that it, it picks up literally everything to the point, like, if one of my dogs farts, you can hear it in the fucking microphone, but... Yeah. I mean, it's pretty good. And then, you know, like even, uh, you know, between uh, last week and, and this week, I bought like these new headphones because the headphones were like killing my fucking ears. Who would have known that JBL, uh, you know, aside from being a better W champion than we expected, makes really good headphones. So, uh, I'm, you know, like that always sort of like got me away from like, you know, I, I can't expect these to be very good. They're named JBL. And I'm like, wow, these are actually pretty good. Well, I thought Hispanics aren't allowed to wear them. Then is that <laughs> is that the rule? That's what you should have played as an opening video. That the, the time he kicked out the illegals at yeah. the border. But I'm pretty sure we get copyright flagged for that one. Probably, among yeah, other things. So, yeah, exactly. So uh, yeah, plenty of stuff going on, obviously. Uh, but of of course the uh, the one that just uh, sort of pissed off some people uh, in, in the woke mentality is you know for a couple weeks now we've been talking about the last of us 2 um, oh boy here we go you know so we'll, we'll get right into it last of us 2 uh, obviously uh, you know nobody likes the spoilers it's getting a lot of negative publicity a lot of negative reception among uh, gamers uh, despite anything the the mainstream media or like your polygons and your comicbook.coms say those sites are so woke they're, they're fucking full of themselves so they would have you believe that you know this is a highly anticipated game that everybody wants to play this game that everyone is going to love this game that's going to you know like exceed all records it's going to outsell the last of us one no that's not going to happen because what happened is neil Druckmann, uh neil cuckman whatever you want to call him um you know, already the spoilers that we've seen, um, you know, we talked about this a couple weeks ago on the show. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's been talked about on YouTube. It's been talked about on, um, you know, on, on uh, a various various uh, podcasts and various uh, video channels. But the problem is that Sony and YouTube and Naughty Dog have worked to silence any critic, you know, any criticism of these spoilers that came out. These spoilers came out because they were treating their staff like complete shit. Um, these spoilers came out because uh, it's an unhappy work environment because it, there's, you know, that divide, that political divide that we've talked about on this show, one of the premises of this show, it's infested, uh, you know, naughty dog to the point where it's an insufferable place to work. And right. that's why, you know, politics should be kept out of it. Um, you know, you see the meme going around, uh, you know, where, where it's uh, Neil, Neil Cuckman on one side and it's Reggie from Nintendo on the other side. And Reggie's saying, hey, games should just be fun. Let's keep the message out of it. Versus Neil Druckmann's, well, I don't want any racist, misogynist, homophobes, blah, 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 playing my fucking games. You know, I only want Anita Sarkeesian playing my game. I hope she's reading this. Could you imagine yeah. if, if Nintendo came out and said we don't want any any Trump voters to uh, to play Super Mario? Just <laughs> fucking wreck them. It would wreck them. Yeah, I mean, 
you know, uh, can you imagine if, if like, you know, that, that, that becomes a new thing and it's entirely possible we see it in our lifetime that somebody uh, says that they don't want to play Nintendo games because Mario is wearing a red hat? Even though it's not a MAGA hat, it's just a red hat, so that's enough. Because um, if you remember, there, there were some posts about, like, uh, wanting to ban all red hats because they're reminiscent of the MAGA hat and they're triggering to, you know, uh, you know liberal voters. Yeah. I, I don't know if you've seen some of the, some of the posts about that. Uh, you know, a couple of years back, uh, that there was some lady that said she's triggered by any red hat and that we should just all not wear red hats because of that. Anyway, Last of Us 2, you know, it's on the woke train. It's it's heavily woke. It, you know, obviously is going to feature... <laughs> oh, shit, that's the thing. Yeah. It, it's going to feature a transsexual um, antagonist who becomes the protagonist midway through the game after killing one of the protagonists of the first game. The Correct. white male, because yeah. we, we cannot have a white heterosexual male, you know, anymore, like in anything. Like, like that's the bad guy in everything. Well, we showed, we showed it a couple, yeah, like a couple we weeks did. ago. Um, I had the video available to me, and uh, we showed it, and it was not good. It was it not was, good at it all. It wasn't, and you can go back and you can watch it, and, you know, I, I suggest you do watch it before, like, we get pulled, but, like, everything else that, that, that's criticized The Last of Us do. But... Here's the thing. Uh, they're, they're getting the band hammer in the non-woke countries. Uh, Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates have already banned the game, which, you know, no yeah. surprise. No, you know, not because, at all. You know, gay rights is, is virtually non-existent there. But let's face it, when this game comes out, I don't foresee China allowing it. I don't foresee Russia allowing it because the rules in other countries uh, specifically, you know, try to avoid this in their media. Um, you know, especially China, which is funny because all these woke people are apologists for China, but then they, they never want to criticize China when China bans something for not being gay or not being um, diverse. Um, you know, and here's sort of my problem with it. Why is it we have to eat the shit sandwich when they come out with this stuff, but China, Russia, you know, United Arab Emirates, like it's okay for none of them to do it, right? Like you don't hear liberals whining and complaining that the game is banned in those markets. Right. You know, that, or, or that, that homosexuality is banned in those markets. It's not just the game itself. Like, this is because of the fact that Middle Eastern countries are staunchly anti-gay. Russia, you know, is more anti-gay. China is definitely anti-gay. 100%. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I mean, but, but it's funny because, okay, so, so you'll make a, you know, a sort of, you'll give them a pass. But when I say, hey, I don't want to buy that game because I'm not down with that gay shit. Like, oh, you're a fucking homophobe. No, I just, it doesn't interest me. You know, um, you know, like I said before on the last show, you know, uh, a lot of these uh, oppressed, uh, you know, gender minorities, they talk about how we just want to live in peace. We just want to be left alone. But they don't want to leave anybody else alone. If you are, you know, uh, a conservative, if you are not to the left, if you are not a Bernie Sanders voter, if you, you know, don't cry uh, when Kingdom Hearts comes out, if your mouth isn't like this all the time, like they, you know, they they want to remind you every five minutes, like that you're supposed to respect their their their, their gender identity. Yeah. Like you want to be left alone, but you don't want to leave me alone. Like that's fine. You you want to identify as a chicken? Go right ahead. You know, go over there, identify as a chicken. Just don't come over here and tell me I need to respect your decision to identify as a chicken because I don't respect your decision. I'm not saying that I dislike you personally. I'm not saying that you can't identify as a chicken. I'm just saying I don't care to cater to or pander to you. Yeah. 
Like, I don't understand why that's, you know, considered uh, such a terrible thing. Um, you know, luckily, also in, in news about these barnyard animal, uh, you know, sexual identity people, uh, it turns out that, that, that we talked on the, uh, on the show, um, you know, last week, and then we, we touched up on it on the makeup show that we did as well on Saturday, that Twitch had created the, you know, Safety Advisory Council uh, to, you know, make sure that, that, that people weren't bullied or people weren't, uh, you know, targeted for harassment. And they had put this person ferociously Steph on their, you know, Twitch staff. And ferociously Steph is a transsexual who also, for some ungodly reason, identifies as a, a deer sexually. Uh, there's videos of her, like, grazing and, you know, of, you know, having, like, a deer orgasm while somebody rubs, like, her, the top of her head. And, and Twitch allowed this. Like, Twitch actually yeah. let this stream, which, uh, you know, for, for me, I'm thinking, you know, if, if, if we streamed anything that was a little controversial, like, even just us talking, it might sort of raise some red flags. But they let this person have a deer orgasm on their channel with no uh, consequence. And this person, you know, went and bragged about how they have the power, and people should be afraid of me and all that. Like, you know, you, you can look up the clips. Um, well, there was also some spec... I don't know if it's necessarily speculation as, much, as you know, it's... Mm -hmm. um, she was using edibles on, on the stream. Yeah. Which is yeah, against terms of service, so that's kind of like... But you can't you yeah. can't remove her because she's a marginalized person. Right. If you or I were to ingest edibles on Twitch, ban hammer immediately. But you know the thing is, there, there's one set of rules for thee and another set of rules for me, and that's what the left. Yeah, yeah, Z exactly. Rules for Z. Yeah, uh, you know that's what the left runs on, and so Steph, you know, opened you know uh, their mouth about uh, you know what kind of power they would have. And apparently they had to release a clarification, and you know, Twitch uh, released an official statement this week. Uh, Steph had to release a statement saying, um, you know, uh, basically, uh, you know, this is the thing. Steph didn't issue an apology. They were not apologetic at all. They, you know, they, they went and basically said, well, perhaps you guys misunderstood me. You know, perhaps you misunderstood me. I'm not the problem. You're the problem. Like. Right. You know, and that's that's the whole attitude. Like, if there was at least a little sort of humility that this person had, it'd be one thing. But Twitch, you know, let out a statement that they they weren't going to just start dropping the the ban hammer on white cis males. Because let's face it, no matter what you say, no matter how many people identify as a deer or have you know blue or pink or purple hair or vote for Bernie Sanders or or, or, or drink soyant, you know, the majority of gamers are going to be heterosexual males. This hobby, this interest started with a lot of heterosexual males all right mm -hmm. like when we were kids we were the industry the let's, let's put this, the industry would not exist without single white males let's yeah exactly yeah exactly and then other people came in and it's like now we we have to include everybody now which the is, thing well, about that is there's nothing wrong with wanting to include everybody the problem yeah. is when it starts to swing the other way where it's like we want to include everybody but those people yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. You know, it, it, it's we, we've talked about it before. It's like when you you, you create, you know, a, a clubhouse. You create a clubhouse, you know, and there's a bunch of boys in the club, and they let a girl in, you know, and that's cool. And, you know, it's like, hey, you know, cool, we'll let you in. But then the girl says, okay, well, now I'm letting this girl in and this girl in and this guy who identifies as a potato, and now all of you who created the club, you need to leave. Like, that's sort of the attitude that, that, that they take when it comes to comic books, when it comes to video games, when it comes to everything. Um 
you know, like, like I said, you know, you can coexist. Like, like ferociously, Steph could have chosen to coexist with the cis hetero white males on Twitch if she didn't go criticizing them, calling them a bunch of racists. Uh, you know, whatever. Like, if you don't like them, fine. You know, I'm sure they don't like you either, but then just stay in your own respective lanes and, and, and try not to fuck with each other. You know? well, I, think, I think it's also very clear this this person has severe issues. Um, yeah. That whether or not, like, they're trans in this regard does not matter. It's called a 40% suicide rate. <laughs> but <laughs> well, regardless, regardless of being trans, this person yeah. clearly has some issues Mm-hmm. And should not have been put in that position, regardless. No, I, I agree. And with whoever you. decided that they were, you know, they were put on that, you know, that person should should be spoken to as well, well because the clearly you know, they're not. Their screening process isn't that great. How come the safety councils, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, whether it's Twitch, whether it's YouTube, they never put conservatives on here? It's always here's a diverse group of people, but these diverse group of people all think the exact same thing. Uh, we got Haley Thornton in the chat uh, saying it's discrimination, even if, if it's a majority. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, you know, Haley is a great example. Haley is actually a friend of mine. Um, now, I've talked about this. We've talked about this, I think, briefly, um, you know, a couple weeks ago. She is a person of red hair. And, <laughs> okay. you know, I, I, I've talked about this before, is that for some reason, redheads are the most rebooted characters in all of media, when we see movies, when we see adaptations, you know, in, in the cinema, um, if you have a black character that's playing a white character, it's almost always a certainty that a redhead gets removed, which is really weird. Whether it's Mary Jane Watson, Iris West, Wally West, Heimdall, and I'm not saying anything against Idris Elba. He, he did good as Heimdall, but, you know, Heimdall is, is a white guy with red hair. Okay. You know, Ariel from The Little Mermaid... Uh, and the list goes on and on. But if you look at it, I mean, there, you could you could look it up. But, but literally, like, any time, you know, and, and you think about it, does Hollywood have a vendetta against people with red hair? Like, it, it, for the sake of uh, of inclusion, let's get rid of all the red-haired people and replace them with, with African-Americans. Oh, wow, there's actually, hold on, I'm going to pull it up. There's actually a, uh, a graphic um, I could show you. Starfire. Starfire is another one recently in, in, um, in Do- uh, not Doom Patrol, uh, uh, Titans. Yeah, here's here's actually a graphic. I'm gonna zoom in a little bit so we can see this. Um, but we have at the top, Jimmy Olsen. We got yeah. Annie. Um, yeah. I guess I'm I'm not uh, Jimmy Olsen. Uh, I'm not sure who this is up here. Is that where? Uh, this above Olsen. That's Iris yeah. West. Oh, Iris West. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then we just got a bunch of assorted other characters and and so forth. Um, yeah. But yeah, like fucking <laughs> they they put Alicia Silverstone replacing uh. <laughs> yeah yeah well but yeah there's, there's definitely a trend i mean you can't you can't deny oh april o'neill that's right they turned april o'neill black in the uh new turtles cartoon i forgot you know about she that. was originally um you know do you know that she was originally uh you know do you know that she was originally supposed to be a black character april o'neill supposedly eastman laird said she was supposed to be black yeah i think i think that was true um even Ollie Johnson, who is an unapologetic lefty, um, who's really cool, cool guy, you know, helped me out with some Animal Crossing stuff on the stream the other night. And Ollie even said, 
and this is where it sums up, and this is you know another thing that we we've discussed is that when they go overboard with the female reboots, that it comes uh, it's less sincere and it's more pandering. And yeah. see, that's the problem that I have with it. Like, I don't have a problem with female protagonists. I don't have a problem with you know uh, black protagonists or you know or anything. Where you know I don't even have a problem with some of the reboots. Like I can think of uh, several you know instances. Like I said, Idris Elba made a great Heimdall. I don't give a shit about you know that that reboot of the character. Iris West does well on the Flash TV show. I don't really care that they they rebooted the character. But when you do it for for an intentional pat on the head, you know for the diversity quota, that's a problem. Example: Female Thor was a great example when they did it for the comics. That's what it was. It was a diversity quota decision. And it wasn't done, uh, you know, in a way that came as organic or sincere. And yeah. that's the problem. The lack of sincerity by the media, and it is something that, that, that we see a lot, you know, on, on the woke side of things. And, you know, we, we could go into that all day. You I was going to say, do you remember when uh, David Schwimmer ate some shit because uh, he said he wanted to do a all-black reboot of Friends? And then yeah. people pointed out that, it was just li- that Friends was just a ripoff of Living Single to begin with? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think Single was a better show. Probably. I'm, I'm, I mean, it, it was a little watched, young when I that watched, was on. So, well, I watched Living Single for a little bit, like growing up and stuff, and it was. I mean, I, I found it was an amusing TV show because I don't give a shit, you know, what color somebody is. If it shows good, it shows good. But you know, I, found, I was always, I was always more of a Martin guy myself. But, I liked Martin too, but I watched them both. They were in a block, if I remember. It was like Martin and then Living they Single. They might have right been. I, I think I, I may vaguely remember that. Uh, I watched the whole one-hour block of shows. But, um, you know, I never really liked Friends. I never understood the appeal of Friends. You know what? I, I had never watched Friends until I got married, like, at all. I, I had never seen an episode. And then my wife watches it all the fucking time on Netflix and whatever. And I've, like, started to slowly like it because it's surprisingly politically incorrect for the time. There's a lot yeah. of tranny jokes. There's a lot of fat jokes. Like, it's... it's I, I get why, you know, the current generation is all pissed off about it. Oh. Because it's actually surprisingly on PC. Uh, PC. A lot of things in a, in a way that Seinfeld was on PC. A, a lot of things in that day and age were. I mean, like I said, I've been on a binge of, of rewatching The Sopranos, which is just beautiful in terms of you know a lack of political correctness. Um, you know, and, and it's it's a great show. You know, not everything has to be politically correct. And, you know, I'm not saying it's okay to, like, you know, backhand a bunch of... I mean, Tony has beaten up more women, I think, on the show than men. And, and, and yet, but, you know, that's just the show. It's it's not like, oh, hey, I'm condoning that behavior. But it, it's part of what's going on, you know, in the narrative of the show. You know, there's, there's a couple women who get smacked around on the show. Um, Only ones who deserved it. And that's, that's how you got to look at it. My, my complete laughter today was I, I got on, on season five and that, that first episode where Chris and Pauly get in the argument with the way that <laughs> about cracks me up because they like get in the argument and then like Chris hits him with like a brick and the waiter starts having some sort of seizure and instead of getting medical help like Pauly fucking shoots him and fucking takes his bloody <laughs> He's just like, just like he won't stop shaking and <laughs> like Pauly just fucking puts a bullet in him and fucking takes his money. <laughs> Such a, just, just such an asshole scene. It's great. I mean, I, I really, I enjoy The Sopranos because it's very, it's a show that is very unapologetic. Yeah. And that's the thing. Shows, I feel like older shows are more fun because they're unapologetic than today's shows, which Netflix has to shoehorn in, you know, everything from interracial to uh, homosexual, like, but it's forced. It's not organic. It's, it's a form of pandering and we see that. 
Uh-huh. You know? Did yeah. you see that Netflix got, uh, you know, uh, sort of got sort of uh, snippy with somebody on Twitter a couple weeks ago where somebody called them out on putting gay characters on Netflix that weren't exactly necessary? And then Netflix says, all gay people are necessary and, like, really got mad at them. Oh, boy. Like, like for saying that. Like, basically, like, silence, bigot! Yeah. Sorry, this is just another clip of Tony hitting a woman. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah, the, the stalker, the, the yeah. crazy bitch. But, um, yeah, he talks a lot of shit. But, I mean, you know, it's just, again, like, if, if listen, like, you know it. I know it, too, because we're, we're both, you know, I'm originally from, you know, the tri-state area myself. That's how Italians in fucking Jersey really are. If you've yeah. ever fucking talked to somebody who's of Italian heritage in fucking New Jersey. Scary, but true. Very mm-hmm. accurate. If you if you know an Italian guy who, who's worked in uh, the, the construction sanitation. business or sanitation, yeah, he's probably beaten somebody. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I love that fucking show. But, yeah. So, speaking of HBO, um, HBO Max is nearing fruition. Uh, so, we're seeing more about that. The Snyder Cut, obviously, is a big deal for HBO. Yep. But, <clears throat> here's my question for you. Is it setting a dangerous precedent for director's cuts? Because now we see uh, David Goyer saying, oh, there's a, a, a Suicide Squad cut that we never saw that I'd like to bring out. Like, Well, yeah, there's, be- so there's already been, like you said, the air cut uh, for Suicide Squad. That was a thing that was mentioned back when that movie got released because that movie was taken away from him um, following the disaster of uh, Batman vs. Superman. So mm-hmm. they re-edited it more like a music, all like that music video thing. All was the, not, the wannabe, the yeah. wannabe Guardians of the Galaxy shit. Yeah, which that is was not part of the original movie. That was not I, part of his original cut. When I watched Suicide Squad, every time they did it, it felt like they were trying too hard to be Guardians of the Galaxy. And in fact, I think a couple of the songs from Guardians soundtrack made it into Suicide Probably. Squad, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I, um, I, I, I was kind of annoyed when the movie would constantly just change from song to song like a fucking jukebox. That yeah, was kind Gurdon's, of that was kind of Gurdon's annoying. Was in both movies. Yeah. By the way. I, oh yes, yes, you're it. right. Yeah. So you know, but uh, yeah, you know, the thing is, I don't want them to start making this precedent where you can make a shitty superhero film and then you can just go, "Oops, my bad. Here's a here's a you know extended cut. It's okay now." You know, I, here's the thing: your movie should be gotten right the first time. Example: yeah. another another Snyder film we can talk about. Watchmen. You can watch a theatrical cut. It's a good film. I have the extended cut on DVD. It's an even better film. It's long as fuck. The four-hour cut is fucking terrific. The the version with the black flag in it, it's terrific. Yeah, yeah. yeah but that's that's what I'm saying. It's like, but you can watch the first cut and still enjoy, you know, enjoy the film and say, hey, that was a good film. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. It should be like that. It shouldn't be, hey, this is an atrocity of a film, and here's my apology cut. We don't need apology cuts. I, I think that if Suicide Squad was a shitty movie before, it's going to be a shitty movie now. Um, you know, so, so I think that that's something that, that, you know, I don't want to start seeing that become a, a common occurrence. Now, one thing that I did see is some of the people um, on the media, and then, let's see, Ollie Johnson was saying, he, he put in a long thing about Arrowverse doing uh, inclusivity pretty well, other than Batwoman he didn't really watch. But yeah, like... I, I will agree with him. I'll co-sign with him on the fact that Arrowverse handled inclusivity pretty well up until Batwoman. 
Until Batwoman, you know, I, I think it was done in a way that it wasn't beating you over the head with it. There were, like, gay characters, but they didn't feel the need to remind you that character was gay every 15 seconds or, you know, or anything like that, you know? Um, do you, but, yeah. Do you think that people will go back to Batgirl with everything that's happened? Do you think it's... Yeah. it's Even if they do a season two with a new cast or, or a new lead? They are doing a season two. They've confirmed that, but I don't think it'll it'll save the show. I think the damage is already done. I think people are going to see Batwoman as a tainted brand. Um, I, I think that they're doubling down on it because they don't want to, you know, give up on it. Because at, at this point, to this point, no Arrowverse show has been canceled. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. The, the, the only show uh, that's no longer here is Arrow itself, which ended after, you know, eight seasons. They haven't had a failure on their hands. And even the shows that weren't connected to the Arrowverse at first, like Black Lightning are still on the air. They're still, you know, doing pretty well. And now they've reconnected that to the Arrowverse after what Crisis. Was, what was the reason for them not connecting Black Lightning at the beginning? I don't know. It was It was just, I guess they were worried that, uh, maybe they were worried it wasn't going to do well. I don't know. Um, but that's, that's stupid because at this point, again, the Arrowverse, you know, connects, you know, everything in the Arrow franchise. I think Black Lightning should have been there to begin with. Supergirl also wasn't connected initially, if you remember. Because she was yeah, on a different, a different multiverse. Yeah. So Black Lightning, different multiverse. Constantine, same multiverse, which was strange because Constantine wasn't even a CW show. Wasn't it CBS originally? NBC. 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 Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I mean, now it's all connected, which is good. I don't think you should have a disconnected show. Although, I do think that they are going to have some bombs on their hands. I think Batwoman is their first bomb. You're not going to bat a thousand. It's just not going to happen. Um, so Batwoman is their first bomb. I think Stargirl is going to be their next bomb because it's it's really sort of hokey looking. Um, Stargirl, I, I think they're going to be like 13, 14 years old on that show. Oh, and it's man. Just, yeah, it's, you know, they're sort of trying to go with that, oh, we want to be like a superhero Stranger Things, and it's mm-hmm. it's not going to Well, work. you know, they, they're talking about, H, because we were talking about HBO Max, HBO Max is getting a Green Lantern show, um, mm-hmm. which I think just today they said was going to be like a step above the Arrowverse. Yeah. In terms of, I guess, quality and whatever, but um, I, I, I wonder how that's going to work out. Because do you think that Green Lantern, as far as the films are, are done, do you think mm-hmm. they're not going to revisit him in a, in a film if they're going to do a TV show like that? Because uh, I'm See, hearing, I'm hearing they're doing both. It, it's going to be Stewart and Jordan. I think that if they do Green Lantern on HBO Max. They're going to, you know, that's going to be recognized with whatever they do with DC, you know, movies going forward if they put Green Lantern in. I can't see them doing the HBO Max Green Lantern and then not that not being part of some extended something later on. Um, the problem, I think, you know, again, the problem is just that WB is so wishy-washy about any sort of extended DC universe that none of this makes sense. You've had too many Batman reboots. You've had too many different Jokers. You, you know, the Harley Quinn disaster. Um, WB doesn't know. This is the problem. WB doesn't have a plan. When you look at Marvel, Marvel has actual plans for it. They actually name it in phases. Phase one, phase two, phase three, phase four. WB just goes, let's throw this here, this here, this here, this here, and let's book a bunch of people. And then, you know, when these people bail, they're like, oh, shit, what are we going to do now? And, and that's what's happening to them. No, because even uh, even now they're um because they're filling you know because they have all this time to fill for shows that aren't coming back right now, uh they're throwing Swamp Thing on on CW and Swamp Thing was canceled, so yeah. like I does that mean that if it does well on CW maybe they'll bring it back like I don't I mean 
That's... I don't know, but but I mean, if you think about it, that's sort of what happened with with Constantine. Constantine, uh, you know, did not do well on the NBC, and they saved the character by funneling that character over to the CW, uh, you know, Arrow. And are like, okay, we'll just you know sort of continue Constantine's story on the CW, you know. And even though Constantine didn't get a season two, they put him on Legends of Tomorrow, and now he's you know he's he's a mainstay character over there, mm-hmm. yeah. And sometimes the show just feels like, you know, Constantine featuring Legends of Tomorrow because, you know. Oh, is that um, where it's at now? I haven't watched in a long time. A lot of it is centering around around Constantine's storyline with, with Astra and not saving her. So, okay. you know, that, that's that been like the major subplot going on through most of Legends of Tomorrow now. The only problem is that Legends of Tomorrow, whereas initially it was a serious show, they sort of went that route where now it's very slapstick. Oh, it's and, campy? Yeah, it's too campy. I think I stopped. Jeez. I want to say I stopped uh, after um, Frozone left. It's sort of like, uh, uh, you know, if anybody read the Excalibur comics in the 1990s, um, Excalibur, which is, you know, more of like your UK X-Men team, you know, it started off serious, then it became really campy for about 30, 40 issues, then went back to being a serious comic. But that... 30, 40 issues of it being really goofy and slapsticky, that's what Legends of Tomorrow feels like. And I don't particularly like that. I didn't like yeah. it as a kid when I read Excalibur comics and, you know, you had... Is it you know, is it like the 60s, 60s Batman show now? Like almost that level? No, it's just like a lot of puns, like over, you know, just a little bit over overdone, a little bit over goofy, a little bit like... It, it just, it doesn't feel... It feels like they try too hard. Okay. That's sort of the problem. Okay. And I don't like that because, you know, again, these are characters that, that prior to that point were, were pretty interesting, you know, characters. And also a lot of a lot of it is, is that I noticed that production value was cut on a lot of CW shows. And you're seeing that all across the board. Like, you barely ever see Martian Manhunter in alien form anymore on Supergirl. Yeah. That's an example. And you know why? Because that's special effects to have him more... It's expensive, yeah. It's, alien yeah. to human form. And the same thing was going on in Legends of Tomorrow. Like, you got to the point where the atom didn't, like, shrink down anymore. You know, like, you know, and it wasn't an explanation for it. It was just he didn't shrink down anymore, you know, or you don't see Heat Wave use the heat gun anymore because they don't want the flamethrower effect out of his out of his gun. Like, you know, to a point, like, I get that you, you want to say well, wasn't wasn't that one of the big things with with um, Smallville, too, with him flying? They didn't want to have him fly because it was expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. But after a while, you know, it just looks ridiculous because you're like, why didn't he use his fucking heat gun in a situation that would have called for the heat gun? Why didn't Adam shrink in a situation that called for the Adam to shrink? And and so it comes out really bad. So I don't know. But here's my other question about director's cuts. Now, I saw some very critical people, uh, you know, discuss how what makes the Snyder cut so bad is that WB and HBO, instead of ignoring us, gave in to the demands of the fans and that they don't like that because it's very dangerous to give in to the demands of the fans. Now, don't you find that a little funny coming from people that have for the past couple of years hit us with woke reboots, uh, the, the feminist agenda, you know, and these just insincere movies like now they're mad that there's, uh, you know, they feel mad that Snyder cut a set in accountability to the fans, in, in a way. Because now the mm-hmm. fans are listened to by W... Oh, it's dangerous to listen to them. Well, them are the paying customer. Them are the people that you have said, fuck them, while I take everything that they grew up on and turn it into something else entirely. Yeah. So, do you think that that sort of... Uh, you know, the Snyder Cut has given some power back to the fan to say, hey, I didn't really like what I saw. And, you know, the companies say, okay, well, we have to do something about that. I mean... Here, here's I, I get it 
but it's not like it's not like they're going out and making a new movie. It's not like if if we demanded that they reboot Star Wars and Lucasfilm went out and and just completely and completely deleted the last three movies and started from scratch. That's not that's not what's happening. A director's cut is something that like for the most part already exists. It has some unfinished effects that they're going to they're going to do, but for the most part it's a story that this director wanted to tell that he did not get the chance to do simply because of either his personal issues or whatever the fuck, you know, in, I'm speaking generally, but uh, even the studio deciding that... Studio it, politics. Yeah, a lot, yeah it's a, there's always different reasons. So, director's cuts are weird things because often director's cuts add in scenes or... Look at Lord of the Rings, right? So, Lord mm-hmm. of the Rings movies, every one of them has a director's cut. That's mm-hmm. at least, like, 40 minutes or, or more longer. Mm-hmm. Um... And, you know, that was part of the plan going in is like Peter Jackson knew that the studio was only going to let him put movies that were a certain amount of length into the theaters. So what did he do? He shot the footage and then had them separate a budget so that when it went to DVD, he could put those scenes back in and make it a more fuller experience for the fans. So what you're Mm -hmm. doing here with with Snyder Cut is essentially like, hey, look, this movie did not do well. People did not like it. Uh, We have a version of this movie that we shot or that exists that maybe people will find more palatable overall. Mm-hmm. So we're going to take a chance and, and let people see this and decide. Look at look at Superman 2, the Donner cut. Superman mm-hmm. 2, by itself, is not a bad movie. So it's not a movie that necessarily demands a director's cut. However, mm-hmm. it also is a movie that was fabled that like had all these scenes that you know people never got to see because they were cut due to budget reasons or, or whatever. And mm-hmm. it took 30 years for that to come out. You know, we mm-hmm. got it as a, uh, basically an extra, more or less, on, on a DVD set that was coming out when they were doing the anniversary. Exactly. Um, you know, there's there's plenty of there's plenty of great director's cuts. Um, mm-hmm. I'm like I'm like just trying to think of like something more recent because I can think of older shit. But uh, what, what you said, Watchmen. Watchmen's a perfect example of a director's cut that, for reasons at the time, it just more or less length. That mm-hmm. they couldn't get into theaters at the length. Um, I still mm-hmm. hope that one day we get the Kill Bill director's cut with the mm-hmm. with the color House of Believe scene. It got released in Japan and then we never saw it here in the states. Mm-hmm. Um, there, uh, yeah, there, there's just plenty. I, I'm sure that mm-hmm. more or less it, it gives directors a chance to tell their story without the constraints, and that's really mm-hmm. what this is about. You exactly. Know, Snyder's getting to finish his vision, which was interrupted due to his his family shit that he had to deal with. Um, you know, WB at the time said, you know, we, we put Whedon in and, and hope for the best, but Snyder never got to tell his story. And regardless of how good or bad the Snyder cut is, it's mm-hmm. about giving a director a chance to fulfill his vision of the story. Exactly. That, yeah. yeah, because, uh, you know, one of the big complaints and, and, you know, another another great YouTuber that I've uh, I've watched the videos of, Critical Drinker is a great, you know, example. Yeah. Um, he did a video about, about Justice League and he, he talked about it, how it feels like two entirely different movies just, you know, smashed together because you've got Snyder parts and you've got Whedon parts just sort of smashed together into a movie. Yeah, they and don't work. It, it, doesn't, it just doesn't work. It doesn't have an identity. Like, the, the movie loses its identity in the process. And, you know, that's because you, you have two entirely different sort of tones smashed into one movie, a lot of reshoots that don't look right, and, and it just it, it came off as really bad. And, um, you know, I agree with that. It wasn't a good film. You know, I saw the movie, like, my cat died, and I went to see Justice League to get my mind off my cat dying, 
Yeah. And it made me feel more depressed at the end of it. You know, I just I was just thinking of a superhero director's cut that may actually improves the movie. Mm-hmm. Daredevil. Oh, Daredevil is a great director's cut. Yeah. Yeah. Coolio got completely cut from the uh, from the original. Yeah, da- yeah. Uh, the Daredevil director's cut. Even even as much as I hate the Batman uh, v Superman movie mm-hmm. as just as a whole, the extended cut that they released on Blu-ray is significantly better than what was released in theaters. More tolerable. Yeah, it, it, it's at a point where it's like, they should have never released the theatrical cut. It should have only been the extended cut. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I agree with that. Um, so, yeah, so, I don't know. The, some other comic book and, and comic book movie news came out. Uh, earlier, in, uh, I believe it was yesterday, CBR went after Captain America and posted this article about Captain America's toxic masculinity oh god now i found this really interesting but they they call captain america selfish for wanting to self-improve um you know because the fact that he takes a super soldier serum and you know he goes from skinny steve to this you know buff you know masculine guy and that bothers them because most of the people who are like soy boys you know uh you know they're basically saying that that i shouldn't have to want to improve and i shouldn't have to improve and that skinny steve becoming steve rogers captain america was like a slap to their face that he was selfish, that he wanted to become a toxically masculine male, that he could have, you know, signed up for the military and been like a clerk or something like that, like if he wanted to serve his country. Like, like anyway, this article came out and they came off and, and just really condescending and really like, you know, trying too hard. Um, it's already been removed because CBR got a lot, a lot of negative, negative backlash online for it. But it just shows like the mindset of, you know, these people who write these articles and they don't really read comics. They're not comic fans. They're not even movie fans. Yeah. They just want everything to sort of adhere to or fit their agenda. And I think that that's sort of a problem because they don't understand that, that part of what makes a comic book character or a superhero or an action hero or Star Wars or any of this interesting is that the characters and what they can do is larger than life. If you just have like a Joe Smo schmuck up there, Nobody wants to see that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Nobody really wants to see that. People want your protagonists, your characters, to be larger than life. So it really amazes me that they, they, they went after Captain America so hard and, and then sort of got scolded for it, uh, which is deservedly so, in my opinion. Well, I, was, I just found uh, – well, I was trying to find that article. Um, it's a older Reddit thread basically stating the same thing. Um, I'm just going to read this off really quick because I, I found it kind of oh, fascinating wow. when, you, when you read this off. Uh, so it says, does MCU Captain America display elements of toxic masculine gender roles? Uh, this is one of the things that came to mind when we were watching Civil War. Uh, the MCU's Captain America displays a lot of positive masculine, uh, masculine idealized traits, such as determination, loyalty, and desire to protect. He also sets up displayed as the perfect physical embodiment of manliness. He's a great character who's a lot of fun to watch on the big screen, blah, 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 blah. However... He also has some stereotypically masculine traits that are harmful. In uh, particular, the way he can seem to only resort to fighting when faced with a problem or difficult emotions. And the way he identifies ability to inflict violence with self-worth. And that side of him never seems to be explicitly challenged in the films. While he talks about not liking bullies, it is heavily implied, especially by Bucky, that pre-serum Steve seems to like to get into fights for not feeling valuable or like a man. First Avenger... Dwells heavily on the f- him uh, feeling emasculated by being a performer instead of a soldier. 
Grief from the recent loss of Bucky was probably a factor in insistence on ditching a plane in the sea. So basically they're saying that Steve wanted to kill himself because Bucky died. Um, pretty much the entirety of Civil War is caused by, him, caused by him assuming that the only way to protect Bucky is to beat up anyone who doesn't pr- approve of him. <laughs> that made me laugh. Ollie Johnson uh, saying in, in the chat, Steve Rogers is my fitness role model, by which I mean... I also want to achieve physical perfection without doing any of the work to earn it. Mm. Now, yeah, I believe that's called steroids. There, there was this guy we knew named Chris Benoit that had had a lot of them. Uh, there was a doctor named Philip Assen, great doctor in Georgia that I'm sure he'll write you a script for him. Uh, you know, but there might be some lingering side effects. Uh, you might end up with the brain of an 80 year old man, or end up killing your entire family. Maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah we don't know that for sure. It, it could also just be Kevin Sullivan does it and then blames you. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, it, it amazes me that, that they go after Captain America for, for, for the toxic masculinity and, and all this. I mean, but they go after every character for this now. And it, it just, it seems silly to me. It's just, it's going too far. And it's, you know, I'm sort of wondering, um, you know, what we're going to see with now Labyrinth is getting a 20 years later reboot and is that going to be not reboot but a sequel a sequel yeah you know i don't know if it's going to be filled with overly woke themes and and, and political stupidity but what amazes me is why would you come out with a sequel to this movie now after david bowie is 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 gone yeah yeah dead and in the ground like like, isn't this something you would have maybe considered doing while he was still here and you know i mean i'm not saying that we could have foreseen david bowie not being around now but he, I mean, how he old was, would he have been now if he was alive, though? Nearing seventy, I think. Yeah, I think so, he was sixty-three. I mean, you wouldn't want, to, you wouldn't want to fucking do that anyway at that age. They yeah. they should have well, done it like fifteen years ago. Yeah, but I could see them doing something with CGI and voice shit and all that that they could have done with him. I mean, I guess technically you still could get away with it. We saw some of what Star Wars did with Princess Leia um, after her death and whatnot, yeah. you know, posthumously. I mean, you know, I assume that there are ways they, they could, if they wanted to, I just feel like it's, it's sort of an insincere thing. I, I don't feel like, uh, you know, after the fact, I feel like if I were dead and they did that, I would haunt your ass. Like, like I think they're doing a James Dean movie now that James Dean is dead. There's some like, movie that's like recreating him to, to digitally use yeah. him as a performer. It's weird. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, but I, I mean, I think know, I think I, the labyrinth thing stemmed, I think the labyrinth thing stems off of the fact that they rebooted Dark Crystal and people seem to like it. I mean, you know, but that's the other thing. I mean, are they going to keep using puppets? Are they going to go to full CGI? You know, because that, that I mean, basically, what made Labyrinth interesting, you know, you can't just say, "Oh, hey, I'm making another one." Oh, yay! And then, first of all, Bowie's dead. Secondly, you know, part of it was you know that you used actual puppets back then, which you won't do now. Oh, and then fuck third, me! I just had a thought. They're going to use that... I know who they're going to use to replace him. Who? That that black guy, Billy Porter, that they seem to want to throw in everything now. Oh, the guy who wants to be, like, a gender-neutral... Yeah, that, like, he's, like, godmother? super, super gay, like, whatever. Like, I guarantee that's who ends up in, that, in, the, in the role that replaces Bowie. That'd be fucking awful, man. Like, you know, that, that's a classic role that, that Bowie made, made amazing. I mean, it's, you know... It's a great movie if you can ignore the fact that his dick is flopping around for ninety percent of it. I mean, you know, it's, it's there's not some a bad... pedophile overtones in that movie too. Let's, there are, there yeah. are, because like Jennifer Connelly is like like what, like twelve? Yeah, thirteen? No, yeah. she's thirteen. Yeah. and I remember that because I'm about the same age as her. And I mean, I always had a crush on, on Jennifer Connelly growing up, and then uh, you as, know, now as, I can't. Ass happened. <laughs> then... Now, now I can't unsee that, and that's the other thing. You're gonna put Jennifer Connelly in this movie. 
after ass to ass because that pretty much tanks your career. Like at that point, like you can't look at Jennifer Connelly without thinking of that scene in Requiem. I mean, yeah, if you've seen seen that movie, it's hard to look at her and as anything else. Yes, yes, yes to ass. It's like the best. That's like the funniest thing. Like it's so random that they just threw that in the movie. I mean, I'm surprised she agreed to that. Like, what was she, I mean, was she on I mean, drugs? That was, pretty, she... that was probably early on in her career, though, as far as, like, adult roles. So, it yeah. was probably, like, one of those movies, like, where she got offered and was like, okay, maybe people will take me seriously as an actress, and then, like, that happens. It's like, oh. <laughs> oh, man. You know what, what I tell people? Because people say that, you know, it's supposed to be taken seriously as a movie. You know, I, I say that Requiem for a Dream is a comedy, because there's a Wayne's brother in it, and that automatically classifies it as comedy. Hmm. Like Marlon Wayne's is in the film, that's automatically comedy. Like he doesn't do. Has he ever done any other serious movie other than Requiem for a Dream? I don't think he has. I think they're all comedies other than Requiem. Oh man, that's a good question. Actually, I'm kind of now. I want to look up his IMDb, but I was gonna, I was going to tell you a story. Um, so one one when I was a teenager, um, my friends were watching Requiem. And then somehow I left and came back, and they were watching the Dungeons and Dragons movie that he's also in. And I, for some reason, thought it was the same movie. And I'm like, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> oh man, that that movie. Okay, the first time I saw Working for a Dream, it shocked me. And like, it's one of those movies that has passed the realm of being like shocking or serious, and has just become such a comedy that it gets funnier every single time I see it. Yeah, like I cannot take it seriously as a film anymore. I haven't watched it. I probably haven't watched it since I was in college. I showed Julia the movie um, not long ago. Like, yeah. you know, because she had never seen it. And and then, like, it, she ended up cracking up as much as me because it's just so much that, that that's just... ends up being funny when you, when you really stop to think about it. Yeah. You know? Um, have- you know, a lot of... The, the Ellen Burson, like, I'm going to be on television! <laughs> it's just... It is, it is a lot of fun. Um... So, yeah, also, uh, one thing getting traction, uh, <laughs> yeah, is that the trailer? the trailer? Oh, God. Jared Leto, man. He's another one, like, I don't know. I actually liked him in that role, but. Uh. Is that before you were annoyed by Jared Leto? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think everybody liked him better until, you know, they saw his Joker in Suicide Squad. Which, you know, I think the other thing that's annoying about him is how much he's tried to defend that role and say that it's not his fault. Well, that's what he keeps saying about, they keep saying about the air, air cut, um, that it would, in, it would bring back a lot of his acting stuff that he did for that movie that people never saw. Cause he apparently mm-hmm. had like 20 more minutes of Joker stuff that was cut out, mm-hmm. which I don't necessarily think I want to see based on the fact that I absolutely hate that version of the Joker. Yeah, that's what I mean. I, I don't think that there's any redemption for that version of the Joker. Uh, from the minute the, the the press picture came out and he looked like Macaulay Culkin on on, on a fucking bender. Do you do you remember when uh when Benoit got picked up by CNN for for using that Photoshop? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, one of the great uh, moments in that whole fucking debacle. Yeah, uh, not my Joker debacle. CNN look even more like a joke than they already do, but uh, you know. Yeah, so other than, than that news, uh, the other piece of, uh, you know, entertainment news we got is that there's a big petition going uh, for Solo 2. And I'm sort of wondering if that's even worth them looking into doing at this point. Because I feel like Solo was such a bomb that I think they should just accept that loss and just not not even continue down that route. 
I'm trying to I'm trying to find the the link to the I guess it's was it a one of those stupid things. Probably change.org. Yeah, something. I'm trying to see if I can find a link to it. I'm sure it's here somewhere. I mean, did Solo did Solo like necessitate a sequel? No, I feel like it really didn't. It, it's already a prequel movie, so I don't think prequels need like additional sequels because I think the more you do, like let's say for the sake of argument, let's say Solo was actually not a bad film, right? Mm. Well, I mean, Solo absolutely left itself open for a sequel. Like that, that yeah. ending specifically leaves it open mm-hmm. for the um, the thing where he mm-hmm. drops all of Jabba's cargo and and that creates that tension between the two characters. That yeah. was absolutely but- left at that point. But here's the thing. I think that, you know, you already made a prequel, and if you keep making prequels, you know, to try to fill that Han Solo timeline, eventually you're going to get where they put too many holes in the story or they do not, you know, they they do something that contradicts something, you know, in his story in the, you know, the the, the original three films. Yeah. You know, and I think the more, you know, the more sequels to the prequel you make, the more chance of that happening and just being something that you can't undo. And so I think that should be left alone. The Han Solo character, okay, you got your one prequel, you know, you took your shot. It didn't do very well. And I don't know how much you can blame on the movie itself, uh, you know. Yeah, how much I did mean, it lose? It lost, it lost uh, what, $100 million, I think? But how much do you blame on the movie itself, and how much do you blame on Rian Johnson and The Last Jedi? Because what happens to The Last Jedi... I mean, Jedi it, 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 was, it, was a, it was a combination of both. It was, it was burnout from Star Wars becoming, like, a regular thing, plus the fact that Last Jedi did not do well uh, creatively for anybody. Yeah, and it soured, it soured everyone's taste towards, you know, towards Star Wars at that point. I think I think fan enthusiasm for Star Wars was at an all time low, at the point that Solo came out in theaters, um, you know. And, and again, you know, it's something that's been slow to build back up. I think The Mandalorian has, uh, you know, started to build that enthusiasm back up uh, gradually. But I think that it's ver- a very fragile enthusiasm, and it can be broken very easily. And I think one misstep or two missteps by you know uh, you know uh, Star Wars, you know. I think, you know, would set them back all over again, you know, especially now, because I think people have less of a tolerance. I think people are less patient to deal with bullshit. Um, you know, if, if given that, if fed that in, um, you know, cinematically right now. Yeah. I was, just, I was just looking up solo, depending on how you calculate it, solo lost close to probably $200 million. Yeah, no, I, I think that's that's one one you know door that should stay closed. Yeah, if if you know, it's just it just should not be reopened. I think that that's just a problem. I'd I'd just, rather I'd just rather see new stories that don't involve the main characters that we all know. Exactly, I think Mandalorian was a great was a great way to do it. Yeah, and I think Mandalorian is. I think Clone Wars got a lot of great traction as well. Um, you know, that's what you need to do in order to, you know, generate that interest, you know, uh, you know, don't ruin it. Don't ruin it, though, with, with, with feminism or this, uh, you know, this, this all female thing that Kathleen Kennedy wants to happen or, you know, God forbid they, they give Rose Tico her own fucking, you know, subplot, you know, I, for whatever reason, like, 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 like the feminists and the soy and the simps, like they really love Rose Tico. Cause she represents them. She's the everyman. A fat, slovenly piece of shit that does nothing. She's like a reincarnate of Margaret Cho, and Margaret Cho isn't even fucking dead. 
I mean, it's just no. Keep that away, man. That that was all. That character was absolutely awful. There, there's no reason that they should keep up with uh, with, with that character. But um, yeah. So some wrestling news this week after all the gloom and doom and death. Uh, after we reported Drew Gulak, uh, his contract expired. It looks like he's back on the active roster for WWE and SmackDown. Yeah. Um, so did he get what he had asked for? Or did he did he fold and just say, you know what, fine, I'll, I'll take the lower deal? Does anybody know yet? It, it sounds like he got a raise. It may not be what he what he originally asked for, but it sounds like he did get a raise. Look, let, let me throw it to all of you this way, and it's not just a professional wrestling thing, but it's just a life thing. You should always ask for more because you're not gonna. Nobody's just gonna hand you more. You have to ask for it, and, and sometimes you have to set the doll. I mean. You know, the art of the haggle, the art of, of, of the negotiation is they hit you with a low number, you hit them with a high number, and hopefully you meet somewhere in the middle that's that's agreeable to you. You know, always set your expectation, your number higher than what you plan to get because you're going to meet somewhere in the middle. So I guess that's what happened. I mean, it's just simple contract negotiation, you know? Yeah. And, you know, again, I think that – and I think that, that WWE, I think he'll do very well. You know, I think he's done well for the time that he's been there. Um, you know, all things considered, uh, you know, as a competitor, I mean, he has some great matches. Um, you know, he, he's he's a great talent. And even, like, some of the stuff he did on 205 Live, even, like, years ago when... when um... Oh, the PowerPoint stuff. Yeah. He was doing all but, that, but yeah. Even the shit with, with Enzo and shit, and, and where he was, like, basically, like... Oh, part of his goon Ma- squad? Yeah, and the MAGA gimmick and, and all that. Remember that? That that was a whole, like, little thing? I mean, but, but he, I think, has sort of established himself as a likable enough, you know, character that he'll do well in WWE. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, he's established, yes, I can wrestle, but I also have enough personality to go with the theatrics and go with the silly gimmicks and go with the silly angles and stuff like that that WWE is all about. You know, because that, that's sort of a thing with them. You're not going to just get, you know, to the top being a, a performer in WWE, like a strict, you know, performance guy. You know, you have to sort of roll with the punches of, of, of the goofy shit. You know, even Daniel Bryan, arguably one of the best, you know, professional wrestlers, you know, in our era, you know... He had the sort of, you know, yes, no, team hell no with Kane, all sorts of, you know, I mean, how many ridiculous things that he had. I mean, and he even had to put up with NXT. Holy shit. The original, oh, the original man. form of NXT with, with that, with the weird feud with Michael Cole. <laughs> I mean, they, they sort of used him to get Michael Cole over as a heel when you think about it. In a lot of ways, yeah. You know, so. I want to pull up NXT videos of Daniel Bryan because, oh boy, were they, uh, were they not good? <laughs> that the whole thing with him and Miz, um, yeah. But yeah, so we've got some other WWE news, which uh, you told me about uh, a podcast host, which uh, I forget the podcast. I forget the name of the guy. Uh, JD from New York. JD from New York. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, is under fire because he made some disparaging comments on his podcast about Alexa Bliss. Um, what was he said something about that she's not a good wrestler and that, and that she so, looks like she's bad in bed or something? Yeah. So his I, I unfortunately the original video tweet got taken down, so I can't I can't play it. Um, but what happened was uh, I'm gonna punch up Alexa's uh, timeline though. Um, he had posted a video on his. I don't even think it was recently. From what I'm hearing, this is a clip from about a year ago, mm-hmm. and somehow it got circulated because he got an issue with uh, Ryan Satin. He was arguing mm-hmm. with Ryan Satin online, and then it escalated from that. Mm-hmm. Um, but what he said about Alexa was that, you know, she's lazy in the ring, and basically, like, if she's as lazy in the ring as she is in bed, like, you know, that's she's she's terrible. Like, she's not mm-hmm. a good fuck. And like, 
for whatever reason, somebody who had a... First of all, this is this is where it gets really interesting. The account that posted it, that mm-hmm. sent it to Alexa, that was subtweeted by Alexa, was a homophobic anti-fan um, of this podcaster. Because mm-hmm. the name of the account is GayD206, and the other guy's name is JD206. I see. So it was, you know, it was a account that was probably, you know, causing him a lot of shit. And Alexa mm-hmm. retweeted it, and then all of a sudden the fucking internet, Russell Twitter, blew up and started attacking this fucking guy. You had the big show, you had Braun Strowman, you had Sonya Deville, Charlotte, McFoley, all these people calling him out in com- and, and, and on, on this comment. First mm-hmm. of all, look, whatever you may feel about if it's crude or misogynistic or whatever. You know... I mean, I'm a guy who grew up on Howard Stern before Stern got neutered. I mean, this is, is, is pretty tame compared to what, you know, could have been said about her, first of all. Right. And, and look, if if you want to say, like, look, if Alexa's shitty in the ring and she's probably shitty in bed, too, because that's how much she puts in no effort because she's all looks. Mm-hmm. Like, that's your, your right to have that opinion. And, you know, no, it's it's may not be a popular opinion it may not be a pop a, th- a nice thing to say generally yeah. but like i mean here's... Look, hold on because he, he, here's here's the thing if it was a guy right mm-hmm. how many times have we ha- had people use how many times have i said jokes? this on this show about Bar- baron corbin do you see people defending baron corbin every time that i say he's shit well he is you shit. know like, like but I, I mean he is but you but, know what but I mean. i'm saying is what's the difference between saying something like alexa's lazy in bed and saying mm-hmm. a guy has a small dick because yada yada yada, that yeah. it's it's all the same shit. You can't you can't have it both ways. You can't be making like sm- oh well you're probably some virgin with a small dick and and be like mad at the same time that somebody said Alexa was lazy. It just it's inconsistent. And here's then where I, t- I have yeah go ahead. Go ahead. No, go well, ahead. here's where I have the problem. You know, obviously, you know, he said that, and I'm sure that he did it, you know, for the shock value to be contrarian, because, I mean, I, I how, don't agree with How his... much shit have I said over the years that if, yeah. if a celebrity had read it and, and got pissed off about it, yeah. would, would like, blow the fuck up and, uh, out of their fucking mouths because they couldn't well, take you criticism? Well, you know and I know, like, even, you know, when we, uh, when we uh, did ask, like, years ago... Um, you know, we, we had a couple, we had a segment where we had a, a male, uh, you know, a, a male friend of ours call and he sort of did this weird Buffalo voice, uh, bill voice and he wouldn't stop talking about his cat and he, he emulated Natalia Neidhart. Now, Natalia, uh, you know, obviously got wind of it. Tyson Kidd, uh, her husband got wind of it. Weren't too pleased with myself or, or, or Landon or you at the time. Um, you know, Kidd actually messaged Landon to complain about it, but privately. Now, now the thing is, these people, Braun Strowman and all these other uh, other you know WWE performers, drawing attention to this amplifies the signal of what he said. They're legitimizing what he's saying by reacting to it instead of ignoring it. You know, like if you got a problem with it, yeah, you, you know, you could bring it up privately if, if it's like really something that, that bothers you and, and whatnot. You know, but but it's not like Kid went and like blasted our podcast everywhere so that everybody would actually listen to us making fun of his wife. Um, you know, because that's just, you know, how it goes. Now, professional wrestling is a very critical, you know, business. Uh, you know, your favorites are not going to be somebody else's favorites. I don't exactly agree with his assessment of, uh, of Alexa Bliss as a performer. Um, you know, which is your right. The... Which is your right. Yeah. I think, I think but... that, I will say this. I think that since her injuries, she's become mm-hmm. less of a performer. And when you watch the matches that she well, has, because with, she like, doesn't have to. She, well, no, but, no, but when you have... watch, when you watch the matches she has, 
she mm-hmm. works considerably less than any of the other people in the ring. Yeah, but, but let's, and she let's, still gets let's pushed as a, as a main this event. Why, or but this is why she's primarily a tag team a tag team competitor now because she lets Nikki Cross do the majority of the work. Correct. Because Alexa has had several concussions, she's had several injuries. Um, you know, thanks to Ronda Rousey, by the way, which she also brought up that that, that she hopes Rousey would uh, give her an apology because Rousey damn near ended her career. Um, you know, and, and Rousey, Rousey is, a, is a fucking stiff worker if there ever is one in terms of... I mean, of, she was a year in the business and she came from MMA. You have to... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but but then, you know, I mean, she, she could have taken a lot of... Done a lot more damage than she did. Um, and the thing is, so I can understand, you know, sort of the criticism and, you know, you don't see her taking the risks that she used to because she, she did, you know, add a little bit more high flying to her repertoire you know, at the at the height of, you know, her in-ring, you know, performer career. But now she's sort of, you know, surpassed that in terms of popularity to the point where I don't really have to try very hard. I just have to look good. I just have to sort of, you know, get the pop, you know, or, or, or you know, if, if she turns heel again, you know, she knows how to work the crowd, you know, on the microphone. She's good at being a bitch on the mic. Um, you know, she doesn't have to work very hard. And, you know, but but, you know, not to put her on the same level as Steve Austin at all. No, but you also know that if you look at Steve Austin's career, you have a very hard-working Steve Austin, and then you have, you know, what kick stunner, you know, like pretty much yeah. like for the majority of his career after he had that neck injury, after Owen broke Steve's neck, before Owen broke his own by becoming a human bobblehead, um, you know, Steve, the Steve Austin pre-Owen Hart and post-Owen Hart in the ring are very different in terms of, of what's done. And that's because at that point, you have to protect yourself because, you know, your bump card is pretty well checked out at that point. Okay, and but I, but I want to I wanna say something. If, yeah. if Alexa didn't... If Alexa looked like Nikki Cross, right? Do you think that despite the fact that she cannot work anywhere near the level she would have normally had to, mm-hmm. that she would still be in the same position? No, because I, I do think that Cross. I mean, and I, I think Nikki personally. I don't find Nikki Cross ugly, but you know, she's not like that. That you know, that whole blonde petite kind of thing. Obviously, you know, um, you know, she wouldn't be in that same she's spot. Not, she would be bumped, she's not Vince's type. That's what we all mean. Yeah, she would. She would be bumped down to like an Alicia Fox level. Right. You know. Now, what I'm saying, uh, I think that's. I think that he made a fair point, despite the way he said it. I think he did make a fair point that Alexa's does definitely get pushed more because of who, who not not who she is, but how she looks. Um, even though her ring work does not elevate her to where she's pushed. Now, yeah. now what I do want to add on here is um, the pylon that was done here by her tweeting him. Mm-hmm. I firmly believe she's aware of how rabid and obsessed her fan base is. Yeah, because she's going to get a lot of those Buffalo Bills, those Luke Hudson's, oh, you know, Her, wh- her White Knight fans. Sims. She's got her White Knight fans. And I feel she's like a, she, she 100% sense. knew, she 100% knew that if she tweeted at this guy and outed him, that her mm-hmm. fans would go after him. And not, the pylon of the not, other wrestlers, Sonya, Sonya saying, well, wait till, I can't wait to get my hands on this guy. Uh, Braun saying something. So, like, it was a pylon of these wrestlers directing their fans at this one guy. So it shouldn't be a fucking shock that all of a sudden he's getting death threats and that he's getting doxxed and his fucking parents are getting phone calls by these people, these fucking nut jobs that are trying to harass him. Yeah. Like, that's, that's what you have to, as a celebrity... You have to have a certain level of, of responsibility in knowing that, like, if you direct 
any kind attention of anger for- towards or, or attention towards something, your fan base is going to go after that person. And you do yeah. have to understand you have that power. Regardless yeah. if it's your intention or not, you have that power. And this happened... Well, unless, your name is, unless your name is Curtis Axel, because if, if you remember, we had Conan shit on, on Curtis Axel on oh, Ask no many years ago. No one cares about Conan, though. And... No, well, nobody cared about Curtis Axel to defend him either, yeah. which is, I mean, again, I guess if you, there, there's your argument. If you looked like Curtis Axel instead of Alexa Bliss, would anybody fucking come to your aid? Yeah, I guess not. But I, I want to, I just want to finish this. Um, so what I'm saying is this happened a couple of years ago, way back. If you remember with Perez Hilton, um, yeah. he said something about Lady Gaga and then all of Lady Gaga's fans started fucking uh, sending him death threats and, and all this crazy shit. Um, where she had to actually get on and, and tell, basically tell her fans to back off because it was getting so fucking crazy. Here's so this isn't, the, this isn't the first time that a celebrity has, has pointed anger towards somebody and their fans have, have aggressively gone after Let's them. be honest here. Even though you and I, you know, uh, have our, 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 you know, our, our roots in, in the wrestling over the years, you know, I'm just calling space spades here. Uh, you know, as far as toxicity goes, the wrestling fan base is the most toxic fan base there is. Is it worse and- than Star Wars fans? And, 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 you know, and I would say that Diva fans, you know... Uh, oh, they're the know, fucking when, worst. Any, oh, any oh, of the Diva yeah, fans they're going to come worst. after me now because... Well, they're going to come after us for saying Diva now because you have to refer them oh, as women's wrestler. Fuck you know, fuck, yeah, you could fuck right off with that. But, you know, they're even worse. The, these people are usually, like, you know, completely rabid, completely no life, um, you know, obsessive, compulsive, just maniacal people, obsessed with the personal lives of, of everybody... Uh, from Renee Young to Becky Lynch to, to you know, every, every woman on the roster. These are people who get mad when you call Nia Jax fat, even though she is fat. That's not that's not an yeah, opinion. Yeah, I, I, I saw that on Reddit. Like, uh, the, the hypocrisy of wrestling, wrestle Twitter is so fucking weird because they'll they'll go after, because this all stemmed out of the, the Hanukkah bullshit, you know? Yeah, well, that's the problem. That's, uh, where here, this, that's where this stemmed from. And the thing is... Because of uh, the fact that she killed herself because of online bullying. Yes. So all of a sudden, the, these people in their mind have justified that because Alexa Bliss, uh, you know, they've seen the, the W24 videos. Alexa Bliss, you know, did not have an easy life growing up. Um, you know, she she fought like bulimia and anorexia. She almost died a couple times because of bulimia and anorexia. She has bad self Like, you know, she's been very candid about her mental issues, you know, as a teenager to, to a young adult to, you know, getting to the VE. Um, you know, so so they they think that that this this amplifies their white knighting. This amplifies their need to protect Alexa Bliss, who doesn't need protection. She's a grown woman, you know, in, in the prime of her career, working for the biggest wrestling company in the world. It's not like Hana Kimura. Ha, Hana Kimura was working out of Japan. Japan doesn't give a fuck. They commit suicide there for fun. They commit suicide there. You know, I mean, they do. You know, ah, blah, 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 you know, the Harakiri and shit, like. You know, there's actually a lot of people in Japan who believe that you must commit suicide to regain your honor. You know, that, that's the thing that they believe over there. That's not me, ma- you know, making light of it. They actually believe that in Japan. Um, you know, and I'm not making light of what happened to Hana Kimura. It, it, it's sad that it happened, but I also oh, it's think... Oh, it's absolutely sad, but the problem is the hypocrisy, the hypocrisy of wrestle fan, just... wrestling fans, of wrestling Twitter specifically, going after, going yeah. after this guy with such with such ferocity after and oh. and saying like the they're tweeting him death threats telling him he should kill himself how the fuck are you going to justify going after somebody for for, make, for, for 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 not for 
you're you're saying someone's being cyberbullied, okay? You're try, you're defending cyberbullying with even worse cyberbullying. It makes yeah. no fucking sense. Well, here's the biggest problem. The biggest problem is when you dox somebody, and then, you know, I've seen people try to say it's okay to dox people if they're if, if they're such bad people, if they've committed a crime or they've they've done something really bad or whatever. I don't believe that because the problem is when you're doxing somebody. You know, I mean, he said that his parents are getting calls. His parents have nothing to do with this. They're not the ones who said anything against Alexa Bliss. You know, if he has a wife, if he has children, they don't have anything to do with with, with his problem with Alexa Bliss. So when you dox, you know, somebody and you post their personal information and you're sending people to harass their family, like at that point you are taking it a step further. You're taking it too far. You know, there's escalation. You know, you know, at what point, you know, at what point do you say, hey, wait a minute, you know, I've gone too far. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, and the problem, I, I think that, you know, you may not like what he has to say. Fine. You know, Alexis Bliss didn't like what he had to say. Block him like you would anybody that, that, that said something you didn't like and move on. But you're drawing attention to it and you're, you're weaponizing a mob. You're inciting, you're inciting an online equivalent of a riot, which you know is going to have repercussions. Yeah. Um, you know, all because you don't like what this guy's opinion was on your wrestling ability. I mean, by that logic... Uh, you know, again, you know, we should be under fire because of how many times I've I've said that Baron Corbin is a shitty worker. Uh, you know that that he's he he's not a particularly interesting character. Uh, he's got the acting range of Kevin Costner. He has that sort of boring motif when he speaks. Um, you know, he looks like a gay like a gay bartender. You know, yeah. uh, now now he looks like a gay bartender who also dresses like a king. Um, the guy is not very good. He's not entertaining. No. So should, should should Baron Corbin's three fans come after us and post our home addresses? You know, I mean, you know, who the fuck gives a shit? You know, like, like you should move on from this. You know, because you know what? He's not the first person to say bad things about her, and he's not going to be the last. By far, no. But here, here's the thing, uh, and I, I was in the same argument with somebody earlier, and their analogy was basically that this is like, if I slap somebody and then they punch me back in the face, right? To me, that's not that's not an equivalent because it's not equal measure. This isn't like that would be more of like he said Alexa was a bad fuck and then she said, "Well, you have a small dick." That's equal measure. This would be to me, and I, I wrote this down. Um, it would be like if I slapped you, then after that you complained and I laughed about it. But then you and a SWAT team of your friends show up at my house and threaten to murder my entire family and that if I don't apologize. But then once I apologize, you leave, but your friends stay behind and beat the fuck out of my mom and dad while shouting, look what you did to them. Yeah, exactly. Well, here, here's the other thing about it is you brought up a, a point the other day when we were talking about Hana Kimura and, and the bullying and stuff. Whatever Alexa is going through right now, we can guarantee that Paige got way worse out of it, and I don't see anybody really going out of their way to, to, to dox and weaponize against, against the people who posted her nudes all over the place. Mm. You know, saying Alexa Bliss is a, a, a bad fuck is less of an offense than posting Paige's spread asshole all over the internet and sex videos of her getting fucked by Brad Maddox and Xavier Woods. Yeah. But, you know, you don't see that same hate mob mobilizing and doxing that guy, whoever the, you know... Um, you know, going to that level. No, but, but, Mm -hmm. and there's a big but, uh, if you remember when, um, Sasha Banks accidentally ended Paige's career, her, Paige's fans went after Sasha viciously, um, Mm -hmm. calling her the N word and all this, all shit on, on Twitter. 
and wishing her death and, and this and that. And Paige did not come online to, to tell her fans to knock it the fuck off. She did yeah, not exactly. defend Sasha at that point when that was going on. Mm-hmm. So That's true. Paige is very aware of how bad her fans can be to people, too. Well, it's all a fucking cycle. I mean, you know, it's a cycle. And like I said, wrestling fans are the most toxic in terms of, uh, of having Twitter and Tumblr and all that. They are the most toxic, miserable fucking people that they don't have a life that they live vicariously through these, you know, professional wrestlers and, and you know, whether it's male or female wrestlers, mm. um, you know, and, and they, they don't have a life. I mean, you know, I, in covering wrestling over the years, you know, I've gotten a lot of, of, of hate mail. Um, whether it was something that we said on the podcast or something I said in an article or, or, or whatever. But, you know, I mean, who really cares? Who really gives a shit? At, at the end of the day, you know, I take the Bronx Tale approach. You know, Mickey Mantle ain't paying your bills. Alexa Bliss ain't paying your fucking bills. So I don't really think that, you know, like I said, you know, at most, if you're a fan of hers, if you like her work, you know, you can disagree with this person and fucking move on. Like a normal, functional human being. If you're sitting there like, you know, I'm going to get revenge for the mother. Like, you really need to reevaluate, like, your, your life and your mental health. And, you know, honestly, the majority of these people online uh, shouldn't, you know, shouldn't be on the Internet. And a lot of them probably should be in mental asylums. Um, you know, well, they, we, we've talked about I think that social media is probably one of the worst things that's ever happened to humanity. To humanity. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. I agree with that entirely. Um, you know, and... and we should talk about that because, you know, again, the other thing is, is, is that we've talked about on the show and the premise of this uh, show is that social media has a certain slant where, you know, it's gotten worse and worse over the years where instead of being a marketplace for different ideas, which this guy had a different idea from the majority and he was punished for it. That's what it comes down to. OK, and we have that problem with politics, with video games, with, with, with every fandom, with every walk of life. You know, if you don't agree with, you know, the, the majority with the Borg Collective, uh, you know, you're an enemy of the state, so to speak. Um, you know, and, and that's a dangerous, that's a dangerous way of thinking. And that's why, you know, that's why we go against the cancel culture. Because this guy, let's face it, ultimately they're trying to cancel him. Yes, you know? this is that, the ultimate example is. of cancel culture gone wrong. Yeah, exactly. With, without question, that's what the aim of her, that post was. And, and I've seen people on online defending and saying, oh, well, there's no way she could be responsible for the people that, you know, her fans. And she has to be because she's she's a public figure with millions mm-hmm. of followers. She knows damn well what's going to fucking happen once once you unleash that that dog, those rabid beasts that you have. Yeah, exactly. Exactly that. You can't and, be you that know. naive as, as to believe that she doesn't know what her fans are capable of. That's exactly that was the intent. The intent was to expose him. And to, to get him punished. And he was punished well beyond what he deserved. Look, do you, th- I mean, we always talk about like, you know, and we've talked about on this show and we've talked about, you know, and we've seen examples of this on social media where like some girl who has like a following on like Twitch, for example, you know, has mobilized their fans to attack somebody that they didn't like or didn't agree with or whatever. Okay. Now amplify what an e-girl has on Twitch by about a thousand, and you have what Alexa Bliss has. You think the simp's on Twitch are bad? Look at how many guys are fucking simping for Alexa Bliss, you know, in, in the wrestling world. You know, like like you can look at any post that she makes, whether it's a Twitter, uh, a tweet, an Instagram post, and look at the comments section and see the kinds of people that worship her. Like it's fucking horrifying. All right. Yeah. I and mean, it's, and, it's and if 
If Alexa and all Alexa, of them have that, Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, all of them have that. Like, oh, like they're yeah. sect of people that are, are just obsessed with them. Natalia, you know, all of them, every last one of them. I don't think there's a female, um, you know, I don't, I don't think there's a female wrestling fan that doesn't have that. Even Nia has a group of fans that that you know, e- even Nyla Rose and and All Elite, who's a transsexual, has that group of people that are going to defend her because they're showing how woke they are. Mm. I mean, it's just it's just what it is. It's because wrestling fans are, are wired that way for whatever reason. Well, I was going to say, if, if Alexa is so mad about what people think of her sexual prowess, uh, she's more than welcome to film a sex tape and uh, show the world. So there's that. You know what? I, I'm, really, <laughs> I'm really surprised nobody's leaked out some shit with her and Murphy or her and Braun or something. No, she yeah. seems like she'd be smart enough to never let that happen. She knows her value. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I have seen that a lot of people have, have, you know, the thing is her body is very, and, and her facial structure and everything, like, it's very easy for people to make fakes of her. Let's put oh, it yeah, like that. Oh, yeah, I remember seeing a, a couple good ones, like, a while back that were very convincing. Uh, uh, the adult yeah. star Ali Ray uh, has a, a striking resemblance to Alexa Bliss. Mm-hmm. I've uh, seen, I, I, I saw one of those, um, a deep fake with her on uh, Lexi Bell. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, it wasn't very good, but I... I People were trying, so there was that. She was trying to get into wrestling, wasn't she? Trying to get like she a, wanted, a she wanted to try out or train or something, but she probably gave up on that. She see, she's the opposite. She's she's such a hard worker in porn that she just doesn't have the the talent to uh, to get into the wrestling business too. She's all exhausted from being fucked all day by big giant black dicks. Maybe that's why she wants to get a job in wrestling after she maybe she saw the page video. <laughs> It's a new day! Yes, it is! <laughs> Good old Biggie. Oh, uh, shit, man. Yeah, so... Yeah, um, speaking of... Uh, 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 of uh, racially motivated... Uh, you know, speaking of, of, of four black guys on, oh, on, no. one, on one white person, Oof. let's go with the reverse. We got four white guys on, on a black man that came out today in Minneapolis. Four police officers leaned on a black man's neck and choked him to death. Yeah, I wanna pull up, I'm going to pull up the video of that while you're talking. It was very reminiscent of Eric Garner. Like this was reminiscent, yes, but, it, but it completely. It, di- it's a completely different situation, in my opinion. Yeah, but you know they were involved in the arrest of a black man. They had their what was it like? He he knelt on his neck. Yeah, so I'm, I'm give me one second. We have the video up. Uh, okay, here we go. I don't if know you, why there's a federal thing on this, but whatever. Yeah, here it is. Mm-hmm. So you, you you can see the, the cops standing around him. And uh, as soon as he he moves, you'll you'll see the guy on the ground with the cop uh, having his knee on his neck. Yeah, but you know, I mean, let's put it this way: just physics wise, if you put all your weight onto your knee onto the back of someone's neck, you are going to kill them. Yes, like they're not going to last very long. You know, like like physically, and the bigger you are, the the faster that's going to go. I mean, that's, I mean, right there, that that's not something you should do. Um, you know, now, now the way that I, I see it, and you've got four officers on one guy, it's a little bit excessive. You know, the, the one, you know, the one officer's already gotten restrained. I don't see why, you know, it, it went to this level. Um, you know, I am worried that more racially motivated news stories are going to are gonna rear their ugly heads to balance out the Biden gaffe yeah. that we, we heard last week. Because now they're in a situation where, where you know, uh, you can't convince African Americans to vote for Joe Biden because Biden's a fucking idiot. So what the media is going to have to do is just show that the whole country is fucking racist 
in order to you know push that agenda. I'm not saying that this should have happened. This is terrible. This no, this is terrible. Is- so let me let me speak out on why I believe this is very different from Garner. So mm-hmm. Garner's situation was like a twofold thing, um, and I know a lot of people people say he was murdered with this and that. I didn't always see it that way um, mm-hmm. because I think that it was a complication of him having his health conditions, which played absolutely factored into it. Um, mm-hmm. The cop did a cho- did you know pull him off? He he may have choked him a little bit. I didn't see where it should have been enough that you know he wasn't to me being excessive in a way that it should have killed him under mm-hmm. normal circumstances. Obviously, his weight and all that shit played into it. Um, so in that in that case, I believe that was a hundred percent of an accidental death. I don't think that, this is fucking delivery. I don't think that in the cop in the Garner case meant to kill Eric Garner. I think in that case it was completely accidental. In this case, what you're watching is a fucking guy murder somebody. Um, this guy has his fucking knee on this guy's throat for I believe it's about five minutes. As this yeah, guy's, like at this point, yeah, his at nose this point, is bleeding. This guy's already already restrained. Like yeah. you don't really need to ex- exert that that kind of force on him at this point. Right. You've been so on him. so here's here's the story. Apparently, this guy was um was caught forging money um, and they pulled him out He they tried to get him out of his car, he resisted they pulled him out and that's when you see him on the ground now to me, as soon as you get him on the ground and he's handcuffed uh, and he's patted down for weapons you should pull him the fuck up and throw him in the car there's no reason that he has to have his fucking face pushed into the street for almost 10 minutes mm-hmm. and I the agree. entire time he's saying, I can't breathe, I can't breathe Please get off. And then the people around him are all watching this, saying, "Dude, let get your. He's no danger. Let him the fuck up." Look, look, here's the other thing about it. You know, I'm not saying that race should play a factor, but at this point, you realize that there's like, uh, I guess this guy's Asian at most. But you know, I mean, well, this but, guy's Asian. The guy with his um, knee on him is, is white. Yeah. Well, what I'm saying is, you know, you've got a white officer and a black guy. You already know how this is going to play out in the media. Once, like, you see these people filming. At this point, maybe you should you should think he's already restrained. Let me get up off him yeah. because I know there are people filming me, and that this is is not a good look for me, or that I'm going yeah. to get you, know, you would fired think that, that you part. would think that common sense would come in at some point. Like, hey, this is bad. There's a lot of people. Let's get this fucking guy up and get out of here. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I'm saying. There's no common sense. There's no tact. There's no you know, sort of uh, awareness of consequences or, or social awareness by this idiot. Like, this dude is just a moron at this point. Like, this cop is yeah. a moron It's going to deserve the backlash that he gets because at this point, he's restrained this guy. Why are you still on him? Like, literally, like, we've been talking for five minutes yeah. and this video is still going on. Uh, apparently what you don't see is on behind the car is there's two other officers who are also holding him down. Yeah, and then there's the one Asian officer, like, you know, playing yeah. lookout over here like an idiot. Now you what know, you're saying like, now now you can start seeing he's starting to pass out, and they're still on it. Yeah, no, like like you can that, see in that, his that, face, his he's not moving. His face is just like his mouth is open, hanging open. The neck is not meant to bend that way. You know, you've got the full weight of a, a two hundred. Now something. here here's here's something interesting I want to point out. So this cop, real I think this cop at this point realized um, that he may this guy might actually have just died. And because he immediately pulls out his mace, because he, I think he realized that like if this guy is dead, these people may just fucking lose their shit and come after me. So he pulls out yeah. his mace and, and they start holding, trying to hold these people back, because they know it's about to get the shit's about to hit the fan. No, it's 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 you know I mean, but at the, again at this point like, you know the thing is if you've ever choked anybody or physically restrained somebody, 
you can feel like how much you know i mean it's like a life bar in a video game you can feel like at what point they're almost out of gas mm. you know what i'm saying if you've ever gotten in a fight with somebody you've ever put anybody in any kind of a whether it's a chokehold a wrestle if you've ever restrained anybody you can tell when they're they're not resisting anymore like at some point this guy should have had the wherewithal to say yo you know this guy's already down dude the second this guy stopped moving and stopped wiggling around they should have fucking cuffs. And, and was in cuffs yeah and was in handcuffs. they should have they should have fucking like i i cannot understand leaving your fucking knee on this guy's throat and he's not moving or breathing after he was just screaming i can't breathe 200 something plus pounds of pressure on the neck like that for that long amount of the time you're gonna break a person's where neck. are we at hold you on are... i want to get a time count so we're five minutes and 50 seconds into this video. The entire time that this video has been going, he's had his knee on him. Yeah, exactly. And and the thing is, the video started that way, so we don't know how long he had his knee on him prior, but he probably had his knee on, on him before that. Um, you know, this shouldn't happen. And this isn't about race. If it been a white guy, I would have said the same thing. If it been a Hispanic guy, I would have said the same thing. If the race has been reversed and it was a black cop on a white a white kid, I would have said the same thing. So it's not even about race. Race shouldn't factor into it. But this, something like this just should not happen. Period. Yeah. And you know? I can't believe that this Asian cop looked over and didn't, and didn't think anything was wrong. Fucking Mr. Fuji ass over here. You know? Like, regardless of if this white cop was being a fucking prick, this Asian guy did not do his job either because he saw this situation and did not try to de-escalate it, and he didn't try to make it better. Yeah, so this he, is a bad yeah. look for the police force, for yeah. the whole squad. The whole, this is yeah, a bad the whole look. system, this looks bad. Yeah, exactly. This is a bad look. And look, the problem I, is, yeah, this guy, this guy, look, forgery or not, he, oh, they're about to pay, this is the ambulance. The ambu- they're checking his pulse now here. Um, and you can see that the guy, the guy's checking his pulse and the guy still didn't take his knee off of him. Yeah, no, this is not, you know, this, this is fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. And you, this is essentially a stuff yeah. at this point. Yeah. And you're going to see, they're going to, they're going to bring out the gurney now in a second and watch how limp his body is when they try to put him on the gurney. It's fucking insane that this was all going on and, and this fat fucking Asian cop did not even try to help a little bit yeah exactly like, like you know at some point you, you know to protect and serve means that you have to protect and serve and you know i know that that guy might be some sort of perpetrator but you know it's the same thing as you know it's you know you're supposed to do no harm you know yeah. just like a doctor or anything else you know okay you've, you've restrained him that's your job you know, uh, you know, you're basically this is just flat out murder at this point. Yeah. You know, this is initially you know, I thought this was a, I thought this was a body bag the first time I watched this. Um, yeah, the guy's uncon. Look how limp he is. Yeah, no, he's. They're dragging him across the concrete because he's completely out. He's gone. And and what you can also see is that you know like you know he's already cuffed at that point. Yeah. Like he was cuffed. You know, like you didn't uh, need to. Yeah, they you didn't. Know. They didn't declare him dead. They didn't declare him dead until later on, apparently. But I, I would guarantee he was already dead here. They just didn't want to say it. Yeah, exactly. They're more concerned because now it's like, oh, now we, you know, it, it took like five minutes of them to like realize that hey, people are watching this. You know, yeah. maybe, like, again, you should be aware of this. Like, this is something you you should be aware of. You know, I mean, you know, I think that that as an officer, you should, you know, also at this point. You've seen enough of these situations now occur in the media. You should have the wherewithal to let him go, not just to protect him, but to protect yourself. Protect yourself from this. Situation. You had to, you had to know the second that can, that you had a bunch of people screaming at you that this guy is fucking dead. 
that your fucking job was in danger. And and it should have been before that point. At the, at the point you saw people with cameras, you should have been like, okay, is he restrained? Are you awake? Are you alive? You know, let me get my knee off of you. Let me get you in the back of the cop car. Let me take you down to the station. You know, and, and whatever happens, there happens. You know, yeah. we don't know at that point. But you know, I mean, yeah. So this is this is. I'm generally pretty pro cop. Um, yeah, in a lot of these situations. Like I, you know, Mike Brown, I was on on the side of the police in that situation. All the all the major cases, I generally even, even, Trayvon, all all that yeah, shit. Even though wasn't a cop, you know, I, I can see, you know, there there was a lot of evidence leading up to the fact that that, that with the Trayvon thing, yeah, um, you know, that, that Zimmerman was attacked by him and, and that it mm. got out of hand. Yeah, Gen- you know? generally and, speaking, I I will always normally side with cops. In this yeah. case, to me, it's extremely obvious that this guy was willfully trying to hurt this guy this this guy regardless of what he did he ignored his cries for help he did not de-escalate the situation and i'm glad even with this unfortunate this guy died um mm-hmm. i'm glad that at least as of now these four cops are fired they are yeah but yeah they are yeah, gone off the force criminal, i mean but but i think you know, i think again, we're still waiting on criminal charges i think that's gonna there still should happen be criminal charges because there is an fbi um, there's an fbi investigation happening with this now mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I do think, um, you know, again, you know, while, while I, I don't like for, you know, uh, you know, for it to get that way, I do think that, you know, in order to protect himself before the media even starts in, I think that, uh, you know, uh, you know, if, if Trump sees this, he needs to expedite the process of something happening to these guys. Like, say, hey, you know, Minnesota better do something about this just to cover his own ass, because if he stays silent on it, they're going to be like, oh, look, he's being racist, because that's what the media wants to do. Yeah. And, you know, we already know the media is is out to do that. They're, they're hungry to do that. They need to do that in order to, you know, save face on Biden uh, saying that comment of you ain't black if you don't vote for me thing. Which, by the way, did you hear that he tried to blame uh, Charlemagne for, for that happening? He said that Charlemagne was being a wise guy, so Biden felt he had to be a wise guy back. Oh, boy. So so that that's no good, because now also what you've done by saying that is, you know, you know, you haven't you you didn't take credit. You you know, your your apology was half assed and blaming the host of the show, which you might think you might want the support of that host instead of to get on that host's bad side. You know, if that host has a, a voice to the black community. You know what I'm saying? So, again, you know, Biden is showing a lack of self-awareness or a lack of strategic awareness here. Um, you know, you know, it's just ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous of Biden to say, oh, well, he was being a smartass, so I decided to be a smartass back. Because that has never, I mean, how has that worked out for Trump anytime Trump has said it? I've already seen a lot of Democrats that are very concerned um, that if Biden continues to make these gaffes, that, that no matter what happens, Trump is going to win. Because it's going to dissuade black voters. Stuff like this will make black people feel like they don't. Their Democratic Party doesn't give a shit about them and takes them for granted. They don't. Which is the truth. They don't really. They do take them for granted. They they see votes. They want you to stay in poverty because as long as you have that chip on on the shoulder, they they can blame, uh, you know, the Republicans. The white guy did it. Yeah, they'll give you. They'll give you the handouts to keep you impoverished and and. That way, you'll always vote for them because you'll feel like, well, as long as I'm voting Democrat, I'll always get handouts. Well, prior to COVID-19, you know, we had the lowest black unemployment rate in decades, you know, under Donald Trump. Uh, You know, they don't like to talk about that because that would be, you know, liberals, uh, you know, don't want to give him any sort of credit, obviously. The media doesn't want to give him any credit, obviously. And now we've gone as far as to Donald Trump uh, earlier today posted some, you know, uh, points against mail-in voting. 
and Twitter and went as far as to fact check the president of the United States. They put a fact checker under the president's tweet for the first time and said that, you know, which sources they used to cite again, you know, saying that that Trump was, uh, you know, that, that his, his reporting was inaccurate. Which the very un, the very unbiased sites of Washington Post and CNN. I shit you not. So this is where we're at now, where, where, where Twitter is just going to, you know, the fix is in. This is, I mean, this is, uh, you know, fucking, uh, you know, like one of those scenes where Vince McMahon comes down the ringside and you've got fucking Patterson and Briscoe there ready to screw Bret Hart. You've got Earl Hebner in the fucking ring. Earl swore on his kids he wouldn't let anything happen. <laughs> I talked to Earl. He swore on his kids he wouldn't let mail-in voting happen. <laughs> I guess... You know, they're, they're trying to Montreal screw job like the entire election between Silicon Valley, between the, the media, between, you know, the woke left. You know, they're trying to get Biden in here, but I, I really don't see how anybody with a rational brain could want Joe Biden in power. The dude is just gone. He's mentally gone. I mean, did you see, you know, I, and the thing is, the liberals double down on all the on all this woke bullshit. Um, Dave Batista, for example. Oh man, Big Dave just looks like such a pussy now. Um, with with you know, he's getting he's reaching Ron Perlman territory of whining about Trump every day. And there was an Instagram post where he said mail in voting that we needed to end this bigoted misogyny. Like, like he hit all the buzzwords with hashtags on him. And I'm just thinking, do you honestly think Dave Batista? Do you, do you think that that that, that, that uh, let, let's be honest? I mean. Do you think that, that he had such a problem with Trump when Trump was showing up on Raw and, and, and SmackDown and WrestleMania all the time? I'm pretty sure Batista smiled in his fucking face and shook his fucking hand and thought he was a pretty cool dude. And now all of a sudden, you, Dave Batista is the one telling me that this guy's a fucking horrible human being? Mm-hmm. Get the fuck out of here. I mean, yeah. that's, that, that's, that's my problem with the whole thing. Like, you know, I, I, I can't take celebrities who bash on Trump seriously because there's at any point you could look at footage before trump was running for president of the united states that these people were shaking hands with him that they're in pictures smiling with him that they're hanging out with him that they're saying positive things about donald trump on their timelines you know like like oprah winfrey you know she used to say that donald trump was one of her favorite guests to have on the show you know oh so now all of a sudden he's not your favorite anymore you know oprah winfrey you can find quotes that said that she wanted him to run for president that she thought that he could not be bought, that he's the type of guy we needed to run for president. So, oh, what happened to Oprah? Now, all of a sudden, you know, how did that change? You know what I'm saying? Like, all of these people are the biggest fucking hypocrites I've ever seen. And that's why, you know, people who get their advice from Hollywood celebrities on how to vote are the biggest fucking morons on the face of the earth. Let me tell you something right now. Um, This is the thing I've always found the stupidest thing about most of uh, the people I know who, who sway liberal um, you know, you talk about, oh, hey, you know, well, Donald Trump doesn't have our best interests at heart, right? Right. That's well, what, yeah, that's what they say. Okay. So you're going to take the advice of Leonardo DiCaprio, Ron Perlman, George Clooney, Janine Garofalo, Matt Damon. Matt, Matt Damon. Damon. Yeah. You know, all the, you know, all these people, uh, you know, in Hollywood, right? When's the last time they had to struggle for a paycheck? When's the last time they had to go to a nine to five like you do? You think that they're relatable? Do you think that, that honestly, why would you support somebody that all these rich elites 
support because they don't live the life that you do. So it should be a red flag to you in your head when you see all these rich people that are living better than you, you know, telling you vote this way. Uh, maybe I shouldn't vote the way that they want me to vote because they, they have no no perception of what struggles I'm going through on a day-to-day -day basis. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When I see George Clooney tell me to vote for Hillary Clinton, that tells me to vote the other direction because George Clooney has George Clooney does not give a fuck about me. He doesn't give a fuck about my life. He's never had a problem that I've had at all. You know? I mean, maybe maybe he's had one problem that I've had. Maybe he's had diarrhea at one point by eating like some bad fucking Taco Bell or some shit. You know? But I mean, you know, George Clooney's problems are not my problems and vice versa. Mm -hmm. So why would I take advice from George Clooney how I should vote? Why would I take advice from any celebrity how I should vote? The fact that these people who are filthy, stinking rich are telling, like, like, you always talk about, oh, hey, you know, these the rich elites shouldn't have the power they do in this country. The top 1%. But then you're going to take the advice of the top 1% on how you should fucking vote? How fucking stupid do you have to be? Like, you know, oh, I don't, I don't want to vote the way that the one percent wants me to vote, but I'm gonna listen to what, what, fucking Robert Downey Jr. how how he wants me to fucking vote. Shut the fuck up. You know, like, like, you know, when, when I like, I can think, you know, that, that that video that came out during the 2016 election of all the Avengers cast telling you that we had to vote against Donald Trump. You know what I think when I see Chris Evans tell me how to vote? Shut the fuck up. Put the Captain America suit on and entertain me, monkey. Don't fucking tell me how to fucking vote. You know what I mean? You're a great human torch. You're a good Captain America. Uh, beyond that, fuck off. You don't get to tell me how to... Just because you played Captain America doesn't mean that you get to constitute how to tell me how to live my fucking life. You know, like, Evans actually believes he's fucking Captain America at this point. Like, you know, he believes he's this character that Marvel Comics created. And Trump is Hydra. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I wouldn't be surprised if he, like, said... Like, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. You know what Evans is going to do? He's going to pull on the cap suit, and he's going to do, like, the video, like, in Spider-Man Homecoming that's all going to be, like, anti-Trump propaganda. Yeah. Hey, kids, so you've decided to be a red hat, huh? Well, this is why you shouldn't. Like, it's going to be, like, all, like, in that fucking tone. I just want, I just want a picture of uh, Trump secretly pulling off his mask and uh, being Red Skull. <laughs> well, you know, Marvel Comics went really far with that at, at some point. They even made a, uh, a Modoc Donald Trump villain. Yes, I, I saw. I remember I used to use that as my profile picture. So, uh, you know, speaking of, uh, of celebrities and, and being out of touch, uh, Kathy Griffin, who already, you know, got heat for the decapitated Donald Trump head thing a couple of years back. Yeah. She actually said today that she wishes that he would be stabbed with a syringe full of air. And when I see comments like that by these celebrities... I also think to myself that if a normal person had held a decapitated Barack Obama head and then said Barack Obama needs to be stabbed with a needle full of air, like if somebody had said that while he was president, like they would be whisked away in an unmarked vehicle and they would never be allowed on an airplane ever again for the rest of their lives. They'd be on a watch list forever. But you can say whatever you want against the president now, what, because you don't like him? Fuck off. That's how like, it works. But, but here's the other thing about it. Like, like, you know, you can disagree with, you know, who the president is. I didn't always agree with things that Obama did. I didn't agree with things that Bush did. I didn't agree with things that Clinton did. I didn't agree with things that Bush did. You know, like, you know, I don't agree with not, I don't agree with everything Trump does. I didn't like a lot of shit he said about video games when, when one of the shootings happens. And I was a little bit concerned about, about uh, his stance about red flag laws during one of the last, you know, major shootings. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so, so I don't always agree with Trump 100% of the time either. But the thing is, there was always a certain level of respect that you gave the office of the presidency. 
I may not have agreed with Barack Obama, but you have to respect the office of the presidency to an extent. You see what I'm saying? You know, I, you know. I, I mean, you can make your jokes, whatever, but you know, at the end of the day, you have to respect the office to a little bit of an extent. You know, it's just like a a, a a thing that you know a normal, rational human being should be able to do. Okay, I don't agree with the president. I don't exactly like him. I didn't run on that platform, and that's not the platform that that I would vote for. But I respect, you know, that this is our president. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That when shit hits the fan and we've got a bigger enemy, that as Americans we band together and support, you know, uh, the country. You see what I'm saying? Yes. The problem is modern liberals don't have that. They don't have that. They would they would love to see like another country actually kill us, just as long as they could blame Trump. And that we're seeing that with COVID nineteen with the virus. A lot of people are trying to put the blame at Trump's feet. Um, you know, which is ridiculous. You know, and then you know. If you don't wear a mask, you know, did you also see that was another thing? They got mad at him uh, because he made fun of uh, Biden because he made fun of Biden wearing a mask, but also because Trump was on a golf course the other day. With, like, oh, yeah, he was friends. playing. He was playing golf. Uh, doing all this. Wearing, yeah, like, like Obama never played golf. First well, of all. I mean, did it's it's a tough spot because you get a question. Did uh, Obama <laughs> did Obama go play golf during a national emergency situation? I mean, I get it. You know, he, he's probably going through the most stress he's ever gone through in his entire fucking life at this point. But it, it the opposite, the opposite, I'm, I'm not saying, I'm, I'm not saying that it's, it's not, it's a bad thing that he took a day to go fucking try to de-stress himself, but it's not good optics. When, when you have all these people out of work and, you know, all these people are suffering out there, it's just, it's not a good look. And I don't want to, I don't want to say like it's irresponsible i just don't think it's 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 like bad pr it just doesn't look good on you yeah, at I'm this point sure in time. That, that, that you can look at a lot of the times obama has went engulfed and they weren't you know a lot of them were during bad points in time as well mm-hmm. you know that's what i'm saying um you know the the fact that they they, they try to go and none of them are wearing masks like i'm really tired of the mask shit and that's another thing we gotta talk about is the video that you posted uh last week on both this channel and on your personal page uh went viral hitting tmz new york post um yeah it went uh, national i was really surprised by that yeah which i really in retrospect i regret that you don't watermark the fucking thing yeah some idiot so what happened is some idiot on twitter because we got posted into to a a staten island facebook group and then some Mm -hmm asshole on twitter picked it up and posted on uh on his account and he had a couple thousand followers and it went fucking viral from there so like and it listen, didn't it didn't even go viral so it didn't go viral from the original place it went viral from this guy on twitter so yeah yeah it, it just yeah the whole situation sucks. that's gone viral without getting credit for it because the other one that you've got is that woman that uh wrestlemania in miami yeah, her ass her, was like out of her shorts and that's like a common meme now and, uh, you know, I see her everywhere and, and we know where it came from. But, um, you know, I did actually go on a couple of the sites and, and say that, hey, you know, the original video was hosted here. Because they could look at the timestamps and see that the video was originally hosted. You know, uh, you posted oh, yeah, it on I your had personal it, I had page. it days before it, it really started breaking. You posted, it, you posted it on your personal page, but then you posted it on this page as well. And, and, and the timestamps show that it originated uh, at this point for anybody who actually does their homework, but you know, nobody does actual journalism anymore. They just sit there and complain about how much they hate Donald Trump. Um, you know, but, but, but the point is, you know, 
Uh, the mask thing is, is kind of funny because, uh, you know, the masks actually say on the side of the box that it does not protect you against COVID-19. It will not, you know, prevent coronavirus. There, there's this fallacy. A lot of people wearing the masks believe that it does. Um, you know, I also saw Alyssa Milano double down. I don't know if you saw that. Did yeah, you yeah, hear about the, that? Yeah, we were talking said, about that, the, uh, the holes in the mask and stuff. She says it's a carbon filter. What kind of fucking bullshit are... I mean, I guess out. I guess you can build a pocket inside of it, but still, it's just like it has the rest of you is still exposed. Well, here's a look. You got holes in the mask. Now, yeah. have you ever gotten a hole in like your jeans that was like this fucking big? Yeah, it grows. And by the end, yeah, by the end of the day, that shit is huge. Like the same thing is gonna happen to anything that you knit or anything that's porous or anything that has holes in it. Like the the holes are going to expand. And I'm sure Alyssa Milano's hole has expanded multiple times for the Biden campaign already. Um, you know, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure she likes getting her hair sniffed and, and pulled and all sorts of shit by him. She probably plays with Biden's hairy legs. You think Biden's ever seen her naked? Ooh. You think she'd put out for Biden, like, willingly? Like, like, she's just so gone. Like, she's mentally just not there. She's like, really, yeah. She's really, the last couple of years, mentally, she's... Said some weird shit, man. You know, the weird thing too is, you know that 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 rabid liberalism. If you notice, like anybody who falls into that pocket of being militantly liberal, it ages the fuck out of them. Because Alyssa has aged like maybe ten years. Isn't she in, only like? In isn't she only like in her early forties? If that, like, yeah, yeah, it's close to our age. Yeah, like, she's. She's, I, she's only. I think she's only a couple years older than me. That's why I'm like. Yeah, is she like maybe like maybe forty one? If that, she looks fifty. And have you seen Rosie O'Donnell's another example? Rosie O'Donnell, well, Rosie, yeah, like, Rosie looks like shit. But she, she looks like, like she looks like she's on death's door. Mm. I mean, we gotta call the funeral mourners to come get her ass at this point. But I mean, you know, it seems like this obsession, Trump derangement syndrome. I was talking with a friend the other day. Um, you know, that 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 rabid liberalism, woke liberalism. It's like force corruption in Star Wars. Like, you end up starting to look like Palpatine. Like, you know, uh, Soros is a great example. He looks like legitimate force corruption if you ever looked at, at fucking Soros. Mm -hmm. But that's a thing. Like, if you, if you followed the expanded universe of Star Wars prior to being Disney-fied, like, there was that sort of thing. Like, like, like exposure to the dark side does warp your body, like, after a certain point, if you remember. Like, that was even a mechanic in, 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 uh, in Old Republic, the, the, art, uh, the MMO. Like, the more evil choices you made, the more force corruption you got. And, oh. like, your skin would change color and your skin would start to have, like, cracks in it. And you would see, like, you know, um, like, red sort of lines seeping through, like, your face. Like, you know, the, you could see the force corruption underneath your skin and stuff. Like, you get all pockmarked and shit. Like, you know, that was a thing. Like, that, but I'm pretty sure that that was a, a thing in the expanded universe as well. Yeah. Um, Eric just fact-checked you know, us. Uh, he said Melissa, um, Alyssa Milano is uh, 47. 47 still that's uh, for 47 she doesn't I didn't realize like that she was that much older i thought she was closer in age i didn't think so either because i mean i, I guess because i grew up on like on like who's the boss and shit she grew up I, like, a couple blocks from where i did like yeah Staten island she, 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 she proud she of, of the away. video but she she tweeted she saw the viral video and said she was very proud to be from staten island because of how they treated the person without the mask yeah because treating yeah. people like shit in public is par for the course for her so yeah, um that's, that's, yeah with liberalism man it, it's you know and that's the problem is look i don't care if somebody has liberal opinion you can have your opinion we do have liberal friends we do have you know um you know people who you know don't agree with 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 us you know what i'm saying 
you can do that. That's fine. And we can agree to disagree, you know, but don't try to shut down any way of thinking that's not exactly like yours. Because at that point, you know, you expect us to all become a hive mind, and that, that doesn't really work. Um, I, I think that, you know, in, in the long run, that, that's really what we're, we're trying to fight against. Um, you know, I, I did see also that California is reopening, so that's another thing going on. Um, you know, so I guess that's the light at the end of the tunnel. I guess that means New York is going to be the last to, like, officially... Probably. Fully reopen, huh? You know, you know how I know that things are going to start getting back to normal, and and that the world's problems are uh, are fading as far as the Corona situation, um, because we're back to bullshit like this. Uh, I don't, I don't know if you heard yesterday, Jimmy Fallon. Um, there were people trying to get him canceled uh, mm-hmm. because he in two thousand he did a skit on SNL where he wore blackface as Chris Rock. Yeah, but here, here's the thing about that that I've noticed is that recently, I don't know why these people have nothing better to do but to go back and, and look for blackface because uh, another person under fire for this right now is Robert Downey Jr. because of Tropic Thunder. Yeah. Which that movie's been out for how damn long? It has to be almost 15 years, at least. And it, it's not even like a secret. Like, it's on the fucking box for the movie. Like, you know, you knew he was doing blackface. At the time it was happening, everybody knew what was going on. Where was the outrage then? Now you want to cancel him for, for, for something he did that you knew that he fucking did, that you had no fucking problem with when he actually did it? I don't, I don't he, understand why... Look, look, why did anybody go back and look for a 20-year-old SNL sketch to get mad at Jimmy Fallon over? Hey, hey, hey can I get mad at, at the Wayans brothers for doing whiteface? I mean, that, that's sort of another thing, you know... That's, no, because that, that they're is... minorities, they're minorities, and they're allowed to make fun of white people. That's how that works. The, I, I don't... They get a pass. The you know, all this inclusiveness, you need to understand that when you make something inclusive for everyone, that also includes white people. Like, you can't just, you know... Um, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, the, the attitude, you know, that, that again, it's, it's... We have a set of rules, and you have a different set of rules. That, that doesn't work for me. You know, um, I think everyone is, is fucked equally. Uh, I think, you know, the Fallon thing has come up. I've seen like Paul Joseph Watson and, you know, other other, you know, uh, you know, right wing commentators bring it up, you know, to mock Fallon because that we're supposed to listen to, you know, all these people, how woke they are. Meanwhile, this shit is in their past, mm-hmm. you know, so I've seen it come up before. But it's funny because people act like they're just now discovering it. Now, my problem is that if you look to find racism or sexism or bigotry um, in comedy, you will find it everywhere. Like, if you look to be offended, you're going to find something that offends you because you already have a mental predisposition to find something to complain about. Yeah, so what, what I wanted to, to point out here, um, this is 20 years old, right? This, clip, this, this whole situation is 20 years old. Do you think Chris Rock who he was portraying at the time, had a problem with it. No, I don't. Wasn't no. he... I mean, wasn't he on the show? That, probably. On that episode? Yeah, probably. Probably. What, so I want to just read... Uh, this is the uh, the apology statement that was released. Um, In 2000, while on SNL, I made the terrible decision to do an impersonation uh, of Chris Rock while in blackface. There is no excuse for this. I am very sorry for making this unquestionably offensive decision. Thank you all for holding me accountable. For something he did yeah. 20 years ago on, yeah, a comedy, you know on a sketch comedy show. You know, I'm really surprised that uh, WWE, um, 
you know, for Roddy, I, I Pipe, say, Roddy Piper at WrestleMania, was, I forgot the WrestleMania was no, the blackface. DX, the DX Nation of Domination and Mizark. Oh, we should. Try. I mean, we should. Was, we should start one and see what happens. Like, like, like just to see it. Yeah, just to see the the snowball effect of the whole thing. Let's let's try and try start. Like, Sean Walton. Yeah, let's cancel. Let's cancel Mizark. 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 And uh, and see what happens. Yeah, I just I, I I actually tried to oops, I tried to send that to you, Mizark. So you could you could pull it up so people who who don't remember because you know what's what's crazy and I feel old as fucking saying that. Like we remember when when Mizark was a thing, but there are wrestling fans born after us that missed out on Mizark Henry. God, well, I gotta zoom in on this. Or, or let's not and, and and not to be outdone, not to be outdone. Let, let's remember the Croc. Because we have the croc too. That that's essentially blackface as well. Yeah, it wasn't and, as dark uh, as uh, Ms. Ark Henry though. Yeah, but but still, uh, you know, I mean, here's the whole yeah. Well, uh, or or Belo. Remember Belo? Oh, uh, I found oh I found a picture of the whole thing. I found a picture of the entire nation segment uh, from from WWE. Like I mean, you know. Are, are they supposed to apologize for that? Because because you also had uh, Road Dog as, as Belo instead of instead of Delo, and uh, uh, Billy Gunn as the Godfather. Oh, I mean, there's the famous one of Goldust. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, yeah oh, I let do. Me, let me get that. Hang on, I have it right here. Um, yeah, that was Goldust. God, that's. I mean, yeah, it's you know. But my my point my point is, you know, I mean. You're going to find these situations and, you know, at the time they were not considered inappropriate. You can't just have revisionist history. That's, you know, when you have revisionist history, that's akin to burning books. You see what I'm saying? And, you know, I mean, that's, you know, these people want to talk about Nazis all the time. But meanwhile, they want to they want to change history and they want to burn books and they want everybody to apologize for shit that they did. 10, 20 years ago. You know what? 10, 20 years ago, you know, these people, I want you to go talk to your fucking parents and talk to your grandparents. I'm pretty sure your parents and your grandparents were all fucking assholes, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you really can't, um, you know, you, you can't hold people responsible for that. You know, you can't because, you know, different times are different things. You know? Um, you know, you, you can't make people apologize. You can't for, retroactively make something a problem. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm it's saying. Either, it's either it's a problem at the time, or it's or okay. It's not okay for the time, and as we progress, you know, things become less acceptable. But we still acknowledge that at the time that was what it was. Exactly, exactly, and that's sort of the problem. And you know, professional wrestling. I mean, had it. You know, I'm, I'm, but again, you know, I'm pretty sure. You know, I mean, didn't they also? Didn't somebody try to pull this shit on uh, AJ Styles? Uh, you know, early on in WWE because of the the gay community uh, segment. I like, think I think I recall something like that happening. You know, I mean, you know, I mean, but but you can pull shit on on Orton or on any on any well, major Orton star. Is, for that. Orton has said stuff recently, and he still no one cared. So, well, he's fucking Randy Orton. I mean, what can you do? He's pretty much untouchable at this point. You know, he doesn't give like, a shit. I mean. Uh, the honest yeah. truth is he doesn't give he doesn't give a shit. It's just but that's that's why that's why you know. So so the thing is you know instead of being a Jimmy Fallon, why be a Jimmy Fallon when you could be a Randy Orton? You yeah. know, be Jimmy Fallon, apologize, and bow your head for something that that you know, or, or be Randy Orton, just not give a fuck. 
Yeah. You know, I'm not going to give a fuck. What, what can you do to me? You're going to try to cancel me? I'm, I'm fuck. you know, look where I am. Fuck you, you know? I mean, that that's the, the attitude Wharton takes to it. I think that's the attitude that we, we need to adopt. I think that's the attitude more people need to adopt is if you're offended, fine, you know, then don't fucking support what I'm doing. You know, I don't give a shit, you know? Yeah. Um, because the thing is, you know, at some point we started pandering to these, these mobs and these mobs started thinking that they're more effective than they should be. And that's a problem. And I think that that's the problem that, that we need to get away from. Yeah. You know? Um, so yeah, so we pretty much nailed it. I mean, a lot of stuff happened in, in a, in the short course of two days, which is fucking incredible. Um, you know, so obviously we'll have probably more stuff happening throughout the week, you know, and, uh, Thank you, everybody who listened, chimed in, supported, and uh, and watched this. Um, you know, obviously, we'll be back next week. And, of course, again, be sure to subscribe and like the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash cancel this podcast. Support us on Patreon and uh, via PayPal as well. Uh, check back throughout the week because I'm sure that we've got more content coming. Uh, whether you find another viral video that John posts or a bunch of memes here or anything else, be sure to share us with a bunch of friends because we're just a few likes shy of 300 right about now so I'd like to hit that. we're growing we're growing yeah we're, we're growing and uh you know hey uh make sure to tell that other cancel this podcast to please go fuck themselves by the way yes <laughs> I have to mention report that the, report their podcast page as like child pornography or something let's get rid of them yeah i know well you know i wouldn't feel so bad about it if not for the fact that they named their their facebook page cancel this podcast t-o-o yeah. like two because they knew that we already existed and just you know deliberately decided to you know, infringe upon us, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure. That, yeah, and and I'm pretty sure, oddly enough, that, that from what I've seen, they're like the opposite. Like they're they're almost a bunch of people that probably would cancel everything from what I've seen, and yeah. they're not very funny. So there's yeah. that. Um, and they're ugly. They're ugly too. That, that's you know. Can I say that? Yes. Can I? They're ugly. Yeah, no, they're gonna they're gonna send their fans after you to, or to talk to you. Me oh yeah, they're they're 100 something fans. We've got. We, uh, yeah, that's what we need. We need to see like a fan war or something, like mm-hmm. our fans versus their fans or some some yeah. shit like that. You know? Yeah. Like you know that. what? That, that's what I need to do. I need to replace myself with a a big tittied uh, petite blonde girl and, and see if we could get more fans and get people start simping for us. You know? We need to get like a cheerleader. We we had that with Ask and and she got fat. So now we need a new a new one. So if we can if we can get a replacement for uh, Lindsay Hamburger, that would be ideal. And uh, so, yeah, so we are accepting, we are accepting a groupie, um, you know, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm taken, he's married, so, so we don't have to really worry about that. Um, we'll, we'll pawn you off to Eric Martinez, who shows up every week. You, that, you'll be legally required to have sex with Eric Martinez. There you go. <laughs> Can't wait to see his reaction to the chat uh, for that, so. <laughs> yeah, so until, until next time, just remember, boys and girls and Zs and Zers, if it ain't woke, don't fix it. We are out. Good night, everybody.